The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0. All right, guys, and welcome to a Cleveland Moto Podcast. And let me check. Hey, we're at Podcast 333. Light them up. Yes. And uh, I got my bourbon waiting, so I've got that, you know, the beautiful Or should we say E? E. Podcast E. When you don't have enough threes, you just <laughs> use the E's. That's it. <laughs> Fucking cool, man. Small podcast tonight because, you know, other people have things going on. You know, it's summertime. To my left, we have uh, Steve Sleeping. And to his left, Darren Kropke, Steve Hoffert, John McRush, and your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Yeah. So I just, you guys don't know, I opened my fucking head up the other day. I saw that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we get tons, literally tons of steel here from the crates that the bikes come in. And, you know, some of the crates are wood, some of the crates are cardboard, and some of them are steel. Well, the Kimcos come in great fucking nasty steel crates because China's out of cardboard, but they got plenty of steel. And this stuff is razor fucking sharp. And it late. So I, I, you know, loaded all on the truck. And then rather than go to the Lakewood Recycling Center and give it to them, I go to the actual place that pays you money. And it turns out that my red pickup truck, you know, Robert, Robert the Red Ford, uh, Robert Redford will hold $100 of scrap steel in the form of these dead crates. Nice. So that's like about a thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I just load it in, you know, fucking load that shit in. And then, but when I get there, I got to throw it out in the pile. It's kind of fun because, you know, you get to take out your aggressions. And if you set your watch for CrossFit, you get (laughs) points for that. And uh, so, yeah, just just chucking the shit out. But some of the crates are kind of big, right? And I got the one crate and I was getting a little fatigued, I might have been, you know, after the 14th one or so. And I grabbed this thing and I hoist it over my head and I go to throw it in the pile. And I just felt like the dope slap, like I got dope slapped Ooh. on the back of the head. And I was like, ah, fuck, I got to throw oh, it, throw that, it harder. That next one time. had a rudder on it. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. And so, yeah, but I didn't think anything of it. And I just keep throwing steel. Killed. No, it would be a keel. It damn near killed him. <laughs> the, uh, so Here dudes we- come over and they're talking about, you know, because I took two loads. I took my little Japanese truck, the little Honda uh, Acti, and I took that and filled it with steel. And so, dude's talking to me, and he's just like, da 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 da. He's like, oh, you got the back of your head there, bud. I was like, eh, whatever, okay. It didn't feel it. Right. right? I knew I hit it, but whatever. So, I just fucking leaves my brain. Didn't even think about it. Got here to the shop, and as I'm talking to Renee and James, I reach back in the back of my head, and I was like, wow, there's a big old crusty, like a massive crusty on the back of my head. Like a lot of black crusty. That's not cool. (laughs) So, then I look at James and Renee, and I'm like, hey, does. Did I cut myself? And James and Renee are like, 911. Like, <laughs> you need seven stitches minimum right now. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, oh my God, you're bleeding out. Like, what the fuck happened? Did somebody hit you with a you know sand wedge or something? I can see the chicken meat. <laughs> oh, fucking so now I got James and Renee freaking the fuck out. And that doesn't help. So I'm just like, ah, chill the fuck out. It doesn't even hurt, you know, which the good ones don't hurt. And so I go into the slop sink. I get the water good and warm, and I start hitting it. And then as soon as I start hitting that coagulated blood, it's like the whole sink turns red. And then, of course, I've opened it up. So now it's like, oh, it's bleeding a lot. So, yeah, I bled a lot. And then, uh, yeah, so we kind of got everything together and did a little super glue. 
It looked like it was manscaped. Did you use the manscaped? No. <laughs> it looked like somebody cut it open a little yeah. bit. What's crazy is you can up. see my hair follicles. Yeah. So it took like a couple layers of skin off so perfectly oh. that you can literally see dot, 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 dot. I look like baby doll hair, you know? <laughs> and you can see every single hair follicle. And it does. It looks like you took a like one of those things you use for fruit, like a vegetable shaver. Yeah. And you just did a vegetable peeler right in the back of my head. It did a good job. But see, you're proving a point. I've told yeah. so many people like, you know, if you if you don't if you don't have muscles and tendons hanging right. out, yeah, super glue is not going to give you an infection. That's what it was designed for, it's and you can save amazing. yourself so much money from going to the. It's hospital. amazing, you know. And then a buddy of mine put up on my Facebook page where I put the the image of the the wound, and uh, and everyone of course was like, "Nice gash." The uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> a lot of comments on the quality of that gash. I'd like to fuck the back of your head right now. <laughs> a lot of that was going on. <laughs> Remarkable. Everybody's like, what, what, whose head is that? Is that some child's head or That's something? That's what I thought. I thought yeah. it was a kid's head because it looks so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's my head, man. That's what I got. High, ca- high camera angle. Three stars. Right, three stars. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought it was like whoever the intern kid is in the back. Oh, I was like, oh, God, Phil's killing son. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, killing, we're killing Kobe. So it was pretty funny. But yeah, the super glue worked great. And uh, yeah, that, that's all good. But then somebody sent me a picture of... And thing you can buy at Farm and Fleet, which is a staple gun for animal sutures, and it comes preloaded with fifty staples. That, that seems like a good a good thing to have in your go to war bag. Hell yeah! Because fuck giving a stitch. I mean, I've gone, I've given a lot of stitches in my day. Fuck that. How about just push the meat together and kachuka kachuka kachuka? Because that's way better. I or mean, if you have hair, you just tie. Not you. <laughs> no, you tie it in a knot. No, seriously. Really? You just take this both sides of the hair. You tie it in a knot. I bet you they taught that in the Lebanese army. <laughs> but it works. It does. Yeah. But it doesn't so work for on me. Last, for a scalp last. <laughs> it works perfectly on Dan. Oh, he can take care of nine or ten motherfuckers. Yeah. His, his scalp could be peeled down to his ears and he'd be fine. Just braid, braid it right at the middle and be like, oh, he's doing a Navajo thing. That's Dan, cool. Dan would refuse. He's like, I'm not wearing a man bun, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you got this much hair, you don't wear a man bun. Yeah. But I thought it was fucking hilarious. The the end result, and I got home, and it, you know, it, it didn't hurt at all. There was no real pain involved to it. But I got home, and it was just one of those things where you like the Bill Cosby album, where you're like, you know, when you when you were a kid, and you got hit by a rock, and you covered it up until you got home, and you could show your mom, and be like, hey, mom, look at this. Yeah. And I did that to Merritt, and Merritt was like, what the fuck? And she's like, you need stitches for that. And I was like, no, nah, I got super glue. I'm okay, so it's fine. But it was cool. Um, because we're doing it again, Manscaped is paying us money yeah. to talk about their shit. And no, I didn't use it on my fucking skull. So they've upped, they've upped their game. So uh, the there is what they're calling the performance package. And so they, they've got the, the one thing I was missing from the arsenal that I have a very old nose hair trimmer. A fucking legit get up there and get the, what did you call them? Snuggers? Uh, snoogs. Snoogs. It's not a snot. It's not a booger. It's, it's a, a snoog. Snoog. Okay. I'd never heard that, but it's fucking genius and I'll go with that. Uh, they said, summer's, com- summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? No. No, 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 no. You're in luck. It's more like beach ball. <laughs> our, our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Complement your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going Manscaped dot com for 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code cleveland moto i'd rather clog the pool filter <laughs> That's, and what i gotta say is 
in the copy, they give you three versions of the copy that you can read. They give you male host, they give you female host, and they give you PG copy. I want to read one. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's, it is pretty good. The uh, I was trying to find the difference in, you know, between the, the male copy and the female copy, and it's not that different. I really thought that it would be way, way different. And But I'm going to go ahead and read it, and you guys can see if you point Does out the difference. Does it start with, ladies, do your balls get too hairy? <laughs> Summer's coming. Are you a dad bod or a six-pack kind of girl? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas' hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that, right? The 4.0. Trim from the leaders in male grooming so the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Cleveland Moto. Nice. So there are some subtle differences in the read between the female host and oh, the male see, host. Oh, see, I thought you meant it was... For females? For like equipment yeah. for females. But didn't we say that was going to be the clam cutter? The clam cutter. <laughs> didn't we say that was? Didn't we say that was clamscaped? Yeah, clam- I thought that was clamscaped. Which again, that that domain is still no. sitting out there. I mean, why why we haven't taken that shit over yet? Clamscaped. That just makes fucking sense. But to their point, yeah. Um, so like, I have a beer keg, not a six pack, but I am yes. going to shave a six pack into my beer keg. We and did. See we, if that works. we saw that dramatic representation yeah, yeah. by using the Manscaped 4.0. You can just cut horizontal lines and, right. and draw attention to the the barrel. Right. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think I'm going to have to put an eight or maybe a ten pack on mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look like a silverback. Get a couple. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't know this, but the uh, the the ear the ear and nose trimmer thing. Do you know what they call that? Weed whacker. Weed whacker. That's oh, a weed whacker. No, seriously. No, that's not. I, you didn't just make that up. That's for real. That's <laughs> okay. what they call it. So the one that you stick in your nose and your ears is legit called a weed whacker. Wait, is that the one in Total Recall? I don't know. Oh, oh you mean that? Di- yeah, that, that. Oh, that thing that pulls the giant ball out yeah. of his nose. Oh, fucking crazy. Uh, but not joking. They uh, in that package. Package. (laughs) Um, In that package, what they legit have in there is um, a couple of the Reviver and the Preserver, which I did not know until just recently. They call that ball tonic. Okay. Ball tonic. I, I just thought like, that was booze. Fuck I, like, yeah, dude, I just like saying ball I tonic. I thought that was marinara sauce. <laughs> ball tonic. You know, they Cream always, of some young guy. They, they always say, turn your passion into a business and you'll be happy, And right? you'll be happy, right? So this, yeah. whoever has this company must just love balls. Like, this is <laughs> office, just balls everywhere, But right? the fucking, the crop preserver is actual ball deodorant. <laughs> now, that's legit. Now, uh, look, if you're going to deodorize this general area, this, you know, this nine square inch spot under your fucking wing, it does make sense that you'd fucking deodorize the legit chlorine bleach factory that most of us have and you can't and you can't use the arm the stuff old glue shooter yeah generally how old are we all on this table yeah <laughs> i can tell you that after the vasectomy yeah it's just like 
it looks like i've had a kleenex mistake like it was one of those ones you're like oh i gotta blow my nose and you're like okay cool and then you're like oh oh some escaped the kleenex that's what it looks like after you've had a vasectomy all your socks have sigh breathing a deep sigh yes really. exactly like, oh thank god yeah if my wife does laundry, she doesn't have to do laundry with tongs. <laughs> okay, one or, white sock, another yeah. another crustier white sock. Or there's nothing yeah. worse when you do a deep spring cleaning yeah. and you get the one sock under the bed that's like stiff and flat laying underneath there. <laughs> Rigor mortis said it. Again. And Drill Sergeant Peter Pacquio said, Mins, it's called the happy sock for a reason. Yeah. yeah, that was his jam. That was his thing. He's like, yo, you out there doing, you're doing horrible things to yourself in the latrine? Take a happy sock. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else wants to clean up your little babies. <laughs> that's it. I was like, oh. that's for real. So anyway, ta-da. But I did see that you were wearing your shirt today. I thought that was pretty badass. You're wearing your Manscaped shirt. So that's cool. That's, that's pretty rad. Every store I went to today, they looked at me funny. And they were like, huh. I wonder if his I wonder if his carpet matches the drapes. And you're like, <laughs> I think Dan Dan doesn't look like he would be very well manscaped though. He's got a beard, long hair, like yeah. Yeah, but his he doesn't have body hair that's like accidental. Clearly, there's a look. Oh yeah, no, right. no yeah, doubt. He's got right. I'm he, not saying you're unkempt. Right. No, he's like, kempt. You see the guys. I remember very fucking kempt. I went to a like this is like 25 years ago, but I went to some punk rock show down at Nautica. Yeah. And like there's bleach. It was there was all day long thing, and. uh you know, it was like 90 degrees, and me and my buddies were all there, and I look at this guy, and this girl's rubbing her face on this guy, and I'm like, why is yeah. this fucking guy wearing a sweater? It's like 95 fucking degrees outside. Then he turns, and I see two pink nipples sticking out of this black sweater. Like, he's not wearing a sweater. No. That's just no, him. No, the dude is a gorilla. But he, he trimmed his neck oh, really? perfectly. Yeah. So, it, so looked, it looked like a sweater? Yeah, it was fucking weird, man. My ex-wife in Germany used to call those pool apes. <laughs> So, you know, I, mean, I lived in Germany, so like we didn't have beach in Germany. You know, there's no beach, but there's the Schwimmbad. And so the Schwimmbad, every city's got a beautiful Schwimmbad. If you're in Wiesbaden, they got all the hot springs and shit. And we would go to the Schwimmbad all the time. And the Schwimmbad's topless or clothing optional. It's German. Go figure. I once watched a little girl take her swimsuit off yeah. to go swimming. Yes. And then put it back only on. Only to come back in yes. and put it back yes. on. And that like, is, that's yeah. legit. That That is real. And so we're at the Schwimmbad. A bunch of my buddies and a bunch of our German friends and stuff. And it's a very good time. It's super chill and cool. It's you know, it's a good place to have a picnic. And dude straight up next to us goes down to the speedo. But yeah, they like the speedo just didn't help. <laughs> no. The dude could have just left. He could have he gone full Sasquatch. There was no question about like, fuck man. And like people are worried about sunscreen in the pool. I'm thinking about the filtration system at this point because this guy's going to create a hairball wherever he goes. Like, that is legit. You, you mentioned weird names and stuff. Yeah. I remember when I was in Europe DJing, um, I don't know where this guy was. I was in Holland, so he was from somewhere in that general area. But he had a fascination with America. He loved America, right? Right. But he didn't know the right words. So he was like, I, I come, someday I'm coming to America and I'm, I want to go to the West to see the, uh, the American horse pirates. And I was like, the what? And he was like, the guys with the hats, the, the American, American horse, horse pirates. pirates. <laughs> you're like, and now you're like, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. I got to remember that. You mean those American horse pirates that wear the high heels with the pointy toes? <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. They're into bondage and stuff. Guns. Got ropes and shit. Yeah. Assless chaps. Yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> you want to talk about a ball of something clogging up the pipes? Yesterday, I got to... Mm, 
pull the rags out of a pump. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> it was uh, about four mop heads worth. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Of... La- feminine hygiene products. When we say rags in you our mean business, feminine hygiene. It products. only means one thing, right? And that means, have you, you got- folks, if you live with a person of a double X chromosome, or you are a person of a double X program, which we know we have no female listeners, right? So since we're aware of that, but since we know there are no ladies, this this podcast is what I like to call vagina proof. <laughs> It is true. We've only had one female guest. I think it was Merritt, Dr. Merritt, mm-hmm. and I think we were all in our best behavior. But it's true. We are we are truly nookie proof. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, don't flush your tampons. No. Don't flush your wife's tampons. Just don't do it. It's the worst goddamn thing you can do. Have you thought about exporting them to Japan, though? Because they might put them in vending machines or something. <laughs> <laughs> With Man, the extra know. bouquet of authenticity. That's exactly right. Yeah. It would have been, and I was just trying to like work the numbers on yeah. how many wads it would have taken to wads. make four mod. I'm like, <laughs> wads. that had to be literally like thousands. Yeah. Wads. Thousands. Yeah. Got stuck. It cost bathroom. me about 10 grand I for my wife to have a cycle. Up to my elbow. Yeah. Just ripping out. Uh, and then I got the long nose pliers, and I yeah. go. Uh, Are you wearing the cow birthing gloves no, on this? Of course no, he isn't. I, the nitro gloves for the first no. five seconds, and, and they, they disappear. Then it's just like fuck it. Yeah, those that, things are garbage. That's the hypodermic needles are the bad thing. That's the only thing reason I'm really worried about. That's the only thing that scares me. That's oh, the sure. only thing. I asked Nick. I was like, <coughs> "Hey, did you ever get your needle?" He's like, "Nope, never have." I'm like, oh, I hope I don't." I used to at the one lift station. The whole pump would be filled with hypodermic needles. Oh, oh man. man. So, if, uh, you know what? Go ahead, flush your tampons. Just don't flush your needles, dude. Right. Oh, that seems like it just seems like Put them like in a pop a can, throw idea. them in the garbage, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, the other day, last podcast, the one that dropped today, we were talking about one of our podcast listeners who also is a customer who came in and bought a Kimco AK 550. Super cool, cool. guy. His cool name's guy. Chris. Right? Yeah. And like we said, Chris is a fucking legend. So, but unbeknownst to Chris, because Chris didn't get a chance to listen to that episode yet, which means he's probably listening to it today, which is five days from now, whatever. But anyway, so we, we gave Chris a little love, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're in doing our normal shop thing, right? Appointment only people coming in, buying stuff. And this amazingly beautiful woman comes in and, and she's like, my friend listens to your podcast all the time and I'm coming in to buy him some t-shirts and pine glasses or whatever the hell, you know, I've got to get some swag for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, we do that. You know, we, we can provide that for you. And if you don't, if you do want some of that crap, you just basically call the shop. So you call 216-795-5580 and talk to Renee. Renee's in charge of all the goodies. Like Renee's in charge of putting stuff, as we've said before, it's amazing what Renee can fit into a box. <laughs> it's magical how much shit she can cram into a box for our podcast listeners. But so that's what you do if you want some of that stuff. Well, she showed up and she said, my boyfriend loves it. And I started listening to it and it's hilarious. And you guys are fucking hilarious. And she straight up fangirled out in the showroom. And I was, I was embarrassed. I fucking turned red (laughs) and I like had to just keep walking through the showroom because she was legit thrilled to be in the same space. And I pointed at the table and I was like, well, that's the table. And she's like, Oh my God. And she, she was straight up legit having a moment. And it was a little weird for me. Did she touch my mic at all? I don't know. I got away from it, man. I don't know oh, what she did. Okay. But but we might have a chance your, to ask her. Your mic's way too small. 
She might be the second woman ever. Yeah, for real, right? So, uh, so anyway, so Rebecca, so that's Rebecca, and she came in and she just fucking geeked the fuck out. So it's super cool. I'm glad that Rebecca was able to swing by. She made me super happy, and we loaded a bunch of stuff on her too. So that's great. And because Rebecca loaded is or unloaded, <laughs> one in the chamber. But Rebecca is Chris Franklin's roommate that's chris franklin's buddy kimco guy right? yeah, yeah right so like when she came in and she was like oh my buddy you know my buddy chris bought us bought a vest bought a scooter from you bought a kimco i was like oh shit comes full circle now we put all the players together it's like yeah so it's like it's one thing to think that he's got a brain injury but to think that she has one too maybe <laughs> she maybe they actually like the podcast so at first we were thinking maybe he had a brain injury right but yeah because a lot of our listeners do and that's not, we're not making fun of them. We understand people have brain injuries. Well, some are self-induced from just uh, abuse. And throwing crates around. Right. Yeah, apparently. So anyway, fucking cool. So that was great, Rebecca. You're a fucking legend, too. Thank you so much for coming in, because that was super cool. Um, I noticed we have a couple flies buzzing around. Yeah, if anybody wants to kill those fuckers. So a thing happened yesterday. I'm going to ruin the whole podcast. If I kill we happen to be at Lowe's. Yeah. And I've wanted one for a while. I've been quizzical. Yeah. About the bug assault gun oh, you got oh one. yeah and i'm like you know what I, they sell these things yeah. I, I don't understand how it works i don't know what's going to happen but i'm willing to spend the wheel of fortune spend 40 dollars so for somebody <gasps> oh that doesn't God. know what that $40. is dollars so somebody that doesn't know what it is what is it it looks like a nerf gun a pump action nerf gun and then you put salts in it and you shoot flies with it and lo and behold it fucking works oh really? wow it shoots an air puff of salt gun shotgun all right. From about me to you, maybe me to Phil. Okay. It, I mean, the knockdown isn't that great, but when you figure you can get right on top of a fly, it's only that last little second yeah, that right, they, they right, flush. Yeah. You can get it six inches away and just be like, poof. <laughs> did you get it? Did you get it in safety yellow or danger camouflage? Danger camouflage. Danger camouflage. There's danger camouflage. Bug gun, the ultimate gadget gift. I killed yeah. ten today in a quick second. Get the fuck out of here! It took about ten rounds, but I took down a big horse fly. Really? <laughs> I'm I mean, impressed. The first one got him, and he was like, "Oh!" And he started, "Oh!" Yeah. Oh, and then finally, he went down to the ground. Oh and, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh really? Uh, uh. So, can you get multiple shots out of one load? The only thing we got a Jimmy. <laughs> Every time you crank it, just keep cranking away. It keeps coming out. It's called the bug assault. Yeah, yeah. The safety mechanism's not cool though, because when you. You cock it; it automatically sets the safety on, oh. and you got to turn it off every time. So. Oh, okay. so you can't right. like we, rapid fire. We're gonna have to tape that or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you uh, tried to increase the pressure or? Well, I thought about going loaded. Oh. Apparently, I you can change up the game, game, and yeah. you can go to a CO two one. Oh no way! That is called the bug assault shredder we're just using table salt but i'm thinking maybe coarse sea salt might be a little oh, better, yeah, yeah. i wanted to okay. use uh, that hot peppers oh yeah oh, we got butt burp powder what's scary pepper. about the shredder is the whole back of the shredder is a legit crossman 357 you know uh co2 pistol hmm. and then it's just the plastic the barrel that's different yeah. Well, I thought it might sting if you get hit by it, but it doesn't. Did it okay. hurt when I shot you the other day in the hour? Yeah, because he shot me. <laughs> of course he did. That was a foregone conclusion. We didn't even wonder how long it was. But I got him back because he was making uh, ribs for lunch. Okay. So I shot his ribs with the salt to season them. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, hey, can I get some salt? 
Perfect. <laughs> I think that's That'll brilliant. make Thanksgiving awesome. Pass the salt. If we got another, <laughs> one, if we got another one with pepper, it'd be perfect. <laughs> that's great. Sounds right. like you need eye protection. Yeah. It says right on it, don't shoot anybody in the eyes or the ears. But I figure that's the only way you're going to hurt anybody. So. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's Could pretty you use obvious. it for home defense? If they're not wearing glasses, you bust them in the eyes. <laughs> pretty <laughs> good, yeah. I'm, I'm a 100%. I agree, because that, that's the Mon Pa Kettle thing. They always talked about on the Beverly Hillbillies. The rock salt. The rock salt in the, uh, in the side-by-side. That was the answer. Protected America backyards for now, when you years. when you fill a shotgun shell with rock salt, yeah. that's still penetrating skin, right? I have no oh, fucking idea, dude. It, it'll yeah. penetrate skin, but it, and it, it burns like hell. Yeah. But it's you not going to kill you, right? Well, I mean, it could kill you. I mean, it doesn't any, have the same weight as lead. Kill you. Okay. So lead BBs but it's are not going to penetrate. It's not going to go deep. Yeah. I've only ever been shot by number six, or actually number seven shot. Hmm. And that was at a, dis- a distance far enough away that it broke the skin and it got under my skin and it hurt like a son of a bitch and it made me not, not trust my dad ever again. Oh, but, you told us that story. Yeah, it's yeah. a part of, fucked up part of my childhood. Is yeah. like, you know, Dad thought it was more important than shoot a grouse then to make sure the back blast area was clear. <laughs> like, you know, there's a grouse. And there's a fucking, your son behind him wearing orange. Did he beat you for getting in the way of his shotgun? <laughs> no, no, but he was one of those kind of like tried to make me believe it was my fault. Yeah. The fuck you wasted you a shell, for? Phil. That was a, that was a whole shell uh, for nothing. I, that whole thing about like, well, you know, you probably were walking too far ahead of the firing line. I was like, well, no, the firing line is based on where motherfuckers aren't walking. You know? <laughs> so... If you're slow because you're a big fat dude and you're not moving as fast as a nine-year-old, you know, the nine-year-old is the firing line. That's the firing line. The firing line is the humans in a row. That's the firing line. Right. Right. You don't have the firing line is not an imaginary line that people can be in front of and or behind. No, the firing line is where the fucking humans are. Just fucking get your shit together, man. You know, anyway. Yeah, my dad taught me a lot of really important things about firearm safety, taught me a lot of stuff about gunsmithing and all kinds of cool shit, but he did also shoot me. <laughs> so there's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B going on there, right? So oh. there's a price of admission. Yeah, and it That's might involve funny. getting peppered in the legs. Yeah, this is the shot. guy that showed up at 3 a.m. the other day. Now he's calling at yeah, 8.30. He's, he's, he's on top. He's at 9 o'clock. He's calling really early. You know, he's figuring He's figuring the shop's open at 9.02. Yeah, right. On a, yeah, right. yeah 9.02 on a Thursday night? Sure, why not? Well, it's I one d- of our podcast listeners just likes the sound of the ringer. Right. Yeah. Well, that was me calling. If I do it at exactly the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's probably what it is. And leave a message. You might hear me on the answering Oh, channel. that's a brilliant idea. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be funny, though. If somebody did want to call in while we're doing the recording and uh, see if they could leave their voicemail on the uh, thing and come through the microphone. That'd be kind of interesting. So, hey, yeah. scooters and motorcycles. Yeah. So, the other week, we were talking about the dead, but everybody liked it, but you said it wasn't that good. Italia Jet back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then, dragster. The dragster. The dragster. And then today, like, like as some weird, miraculous thing, I was snorting through all the news that I looked through every day, <laughs> and lo and behold, 2021, they have a new Italia Jet dragster yeah. that's a four-stroke and goes 80 miles an hour, 200 yeah. cc's. Yeah. It's uh, And what's weird is is they they figured out a way to make it look more like the lego technica set from 1984 right so if you look at the picture and i'll, I'll blow it up so it's nice and big so you can see this in a in, and they got davi supporting it yeah so, I mean, yeah they've 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 spent some money you know mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not skipping out on that but what i am curious about is because a taljet was 
Piaggio product. I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. Italjet was one of the properties of Piaggio, mm-hmm. and you know they're stand they're showing this as uh, let's just say we're going to go for the 200 cc. Why would we dick around with anything else? Um, Especially, did you see the price difference? It's like 400 euros difference to go it's from 125 to 200. Yeah, 300 euros. Yeah, yeah, so it's 300 euros difference to go from 125 cc's to 200 cc's, which, you know, since neither of them is a two-stroke, who cares, right? Is that a licensing thing, you think, over there? Like, what? don't they have like a 125 cc license and then above yeah, or something? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. So the weird thing is, the old Italjet, and, you know, we knew it pretty well. I had one of them. I had the Jalera Runner, which is far superior bike. Um, but it's not as sexy and not as weird as the Italjet. But the Italjet, look at it. They've actually made it look more yeah. like a transforming robot Lego device. I mean, there's this unnecessary number of circles and an unnecessary number of what looks to be aviation fittings on the thing and uh, but the cool cast part is, beam technology. It is, but the, the trellis frame actually yeah. supports the suspension. I mean, like, it's a really interesting part of it. it oh, engineering. No, it's, right. It's yeah. not fake. No. I like how yeah. the back tire looks like a beefy, fat tire. It looks like a dragster because yeah. it's got, like, a fatter tire. It's got tire a chunky tire on the back, yeah. <clears throat> You're right. I think it, it does look really nice and yellow. Yeah, I mean, how? Why, what's the zero to... 40 mile an hour it maybe is you know okay so the top speed's 80 mile an hour but how right. quick is it yeah i don't know that would oh. be cool if it was like geared kind of low and you could be like but, but i'm thinking like you know nobody that gets this is leaving it stock except right. for two other people so if it out of the box 80 that could be a probably pretty quick scooter for oh, 200 no, cc yeah 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 so uh here's the interesting thing china so it doesn't anywhere on this doesn't it doesn't say made in china but here's an interesting thing. High-performance dual-overhead cam engines to dominate the road as well as on the track. The Euro 5 engines are designed in Italy. Oh, yeah. Not, you don't say made. designed in Italy unless you're made in China. Yeah, you're right. So there's a, that's a secret thing about buying and selling motorcycles is you never say the Euro 5 engines are designed in Italy. Right. Because if your name is Italjet for fuck's sake then you don't need to say designed in Italy or or whatever. You have to specifically, if you're saying the engine is designed in Italy, mm-hmm. and since I don't recall, well, I, I I'm checked this morning and I'm still a Piaggio dealer. Right. And at no point does Piaggio still advertise Italjet as being part of their brand, like in their family or of Or announce that it's coming or anything, right? Right, exactly. Right. There's been no corporate release on this thing. I kind of think that maybe this might be a Chinese company has purchased the name Italjet because Piaggio quit using it. And that's what I'm more inclined (laughs) to believe because all of the things that that I remember, because remember, we sold these. Like like this was something that I was a part of. And that these Italjets, the logo was very distinctive for Italjet and they wouldn't give it up. So I notice and that nowhere on this vehicle are they using the Italjet, right, historic original. Italjet logo? So I think that's going to be. <laughs> They're like, hey, Vinny. Or, well, yeah. actually, some Chinese guys like, Vinny, yeah, what, can you find an office about five foot by seven foot? Yeah. yeah. We will yeah. pay you to be in that office Monday through Friday. What do I have to do? No, you just have to be in that office. So we have an Italian the office. The original Italjet um, <laughs> was designed by Alessandro Tartarini, I think. Yeah, Tartarini. And this does not necessarily appear to be him because they didn't. He didn't sign his work anywhere. Mm. So that's kind of a curious thing too. So that's that's a little bit. 
I still yeah. think it looks pretty good, though. Not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm I'm not mad. Well, at what it what at all, was the price though? Right. What would be the price in, in American dollar arenas? Fifty four hundred euros. You're teetering on seven k, which is not bad. I mean, a Vespa GTS is seven k. So my know. my Z nine hundred was seven k. Ah, yeah, yeah. John's right. John's yeah. versus was right. what? Not 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 seven k. Not seven yeah. k. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's still a good bike. Right. That's yeah. exactly Way right. Yeah. And but this, I'll pull the image up of the original one just so you can see what the original one looked like because the original one is. I mean, um, there's nothing wrong with it. I had questions about its handling. It's it's you know it was dubious. That very tricky front end uh, did not translate to a really crisp handling bike on the racetrack. Uh, in my opinion, I, I just found that it was kind of it, it didn't go where I pointed it, and it also didn't give me any feedback for what was going on. Then there was the problem of it, look at the inequality between the front wheel and the back wheel. Oh yeah, that's a little odd, isn't it? Yeah. So that back wheel's you know in that fourteen inch territory, and the front wheel's in the twelve inch territory. So the uh, or well, it's a dragster. Yeah. You got to have it's that bigger wheel, a big back wheel, right? So that's kind of the way the old one was. So, but I just if somebody has more intel on this and can tell me or prove to me that the the new dragster um, that we just got press released to the shit out of, you know, that new bike that everyone's kind of kooky about, because believe me. The internet forums you think, went fucking crazy. You think your buddy Robot would know anything about I that? I don't think it's necessarily... I would be more inclined to believe that somebody somewhere is going to be like, oh, well, that's being distributed by... Zhongsheng. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing is, uh, you know, Chinese company buys Italian name situation. Uh, speaking of Chinese company buying Italian name situation... Mm. Did anybody do their homework or read the homework? I went through most of it. Yeah. So what do you think about a Benelli 1200? It looked pretty good, Holy man. Holy shit. I mean, it, it could be, a, it's a little, it's it's like 2008 BMW styling. It is. There's something about it that looks dated already. Yeah. There's something about it right now. And the color, the blue color needs to go. Whatever yeah. the, the yeah. one that you sent, yeah. not good. It's not great, man. But, yeah. I mean, if it has the Benelli quality, right? and if you want a touring bike, you know, at some point, you don't care too much about the styling if the bike's good enough to do what it's supposed to do for touring. Right. I, and that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. No no, no question. But they're not helping themselves by making it look like a, a beluga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's The color did not help it at all. I'll, I'll no. go ahead and pull one up here, but it definitely I that was my that was my complaint about it was just that color. Like, it's like it's like mystic sky blue metallic. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Like it's just not good. It, it wasn't and maybe that color pulls a lot of fucking freight in China, mm. but it doesn't like it didn't look cool to me. It wasn't like, oh yeah, that was the right color. They nailed that shit. Uh, they didn't. They didn't nail it. It it it, it hurt my eyes, you know? The uh, I didn't didn't care for it one bit. But the weird thing about it is the price point. And that's when you look at that price point, they're talking about um, 11,000 pounds. So 13 grand? It's about 13 grand. So for a 1,200cc GT bike, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, compared to what though? Like, I mean, right. the BMW is going to be 25. The right. Honda Goldwing is what, 23-ish? Yeah, that's true. There. So there's still 10 grand under that. Right. And what I will say is when you look at the luggage on this thing, the luggage looks extraordinarily practical, which means it looks Lego. Like the boxes, the boxes look extremely square. 
I think what's killing it, you know, you know what makes it, it's kind of killing for me. Yeah, is the uh, the metal in front of the boxes. Oh yeah, yeah, the crash bars. Yeah, because like that, I don't know. There's something about that I don't like. Yeah, crash bars. The crash bars in front of the boxes. You know, it has all the stuff. It's full Brembo. Like so, they were talking about it. Like everything on the thing, component wise, is legit. But it, it's going to come down to does it ride well and does it feel well and can you put long miles on mm-hmm. it? Because again, like. You know, a lot of gold, right. the new gold wings are nice, but yeah. years before that, they weren't the most sexy bike. No, the Yamaha Royal Venture or whatever yep. the fuck those things are called were hideous, but they people were loved them. Looking. Yeah. If you're going to do 4,000 miles in a week, yep, that's not a bad bike to have, you know? It's crazy. I mean, when you think about that and you're like, okay, well now we're legit. It's one thing for us to talk about buying Chinese scooters. It's another thing to talk about a middleweight bike being produced by somebody in China. Right. For them, just, you know, like a BMW thing or like KTM thing and going, okay, well, these are made in China. So like these over here are, are good shit. They're made, you know. In, well, it's, in this Korea. is kind of like their flagship, right? This would be their flagship. And this so they're like, they're their planting monster. their flag saying yeah. we're flagships. Because like, yeah, all you, like yeah. you're saying BMW, none of their flagship bikes are made in China. Right. Exactly. Right. So. And I think that's a very interesting thing when we look at something like Benelli or when we look at, you know, look. This motor, they're telling, they're straight up using the phrase, this is a KTM derived. That's massive, right? You so know, that means I mean, it's made by CF Moto then? CF Moto, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, CF Moto's doing a 1250 mm-hmm. TRG. Right. And that's their thing is they're all about KTM. So CF Moto now gets to use the words KTM, right? right? Because of that partnership or, you know. Yep. One company is way bigger than the other one. But anyway, so, but that's a really, really interesting thing. So anyway, let's keep an eye on that and see but, what the fuck happens with that. What do you think all the, the snobbists and the people that are like, oh, I will never ride anything but a KTM, blah, blah. Like right. how, how are they handling the fact that KTM know, is dealing Look, with- If you're like, if you're straight up a fucking one of these guys, is just like, I love Austria. Austria is great. Austria is so cool. Right. Austria, 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 Austria. And then you're like, oh shit, my KTM was made <laughs> by CF Moto. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be hard to stomach. Oh, look, it's a little sweat bee. Oh man, you're too slow. I don't want to kill you. All right, flies. I think he was on. in. I think he was in your booze. So he's. He like, might have been. He's he, was, he was moving a little weird, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, what what I thought was hilarious was apparently this Benelli motorcycle has got a 15 inch screen on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. What it, the shit, man? And if you read about it, it does all kinds of shit. Like yeah. you can. Oh, it has cameras. Yeah, it has cameras, all cameras, over. and yeah, everything right. all over, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But a 15-inch screen on a motorcycle. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's going to be fully automated. That's I don't the have next a 15-inch screen on my fucking laptop, man. <laughs> you could probably put SD cards in it and record your. It's like oh, a, probably yeah. do everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Look at like I'm riding through the mountains, and look, I just bought a Snap toaster a on fucking Snap Amazon. Well, I think I think they really had to add that though for the European markets because a lot of those places now their insurance is requiring dash cam footage to back, to back up insurance claims really things like that yeah that's why all the russians and all the yeah they all have dash cams. yeah so they can prove it in court it wasn't wow. them oh man that's crazy yeah that's something yeah that's that's crazy yeah i love that they've added cameras to the front and rear to monitor traffic there you go. behind wow but um i would like to see so like our opinion is looking at that color yeah, yeah, yeah. i might photoshop it this week and see what other colors it looks like maybe it'll look better yeah like maybe like a yeah. green or a yellow or you Even remember when white. these first, when the BMWs first came in and kind of looked this way, when the R, when the R1200, like the R1150 and the R1100, the nose of the bike 
was kind of normal. Like it had one headlight. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the BMW front end had 13 headlights. <laughs> so they went from one headlight on the cop bike to being like the RT was the RT. And then all of a sudden, it didn't have one headlight anymore. It had like an array of headlights. Yeah, the 1150 <clears throat> went to an array. Yeah, it went to like all these different lights. And, and then Yamaha went yeah. and like, it looked like a spider eyeball. Yes. It was like fucking crazy. Yeah, and front. it was just like the front end of the bike just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger <clears throat> until it was just like, this is ridiculous. And there are certain motorcycles out there, like the Yamaha touring bikes and right. stuff, that the they're just, the windshields now are ridiculous. They're just so crazy. So let me ask you this. Yeah. So BMW, the bikes are pretty high tech. Yeah. Most, I mean, like, you know, you can get away with oil changes and, you know, whatever. But if you're a normal schlub, you're not cracking the motor in half and changing it. Mm-hmm. But BMW has a good dealer network. You can right. find a dealer pretty much anywhere. Even That's if true. you're going to Alaska or tech, wherever, yep. you can find it. Yeah. So this bike looks like it's going to be fairly complicated and have quite a bit of, of computer course. components and all Absolutely. this other stuff. Yep. So what's their dealer network like to get this thing serviced? Me. And as much as you guys have seen all the documentation, like for prepping the bikes and building the bikes and the, the assembly manuals they give us are amazing. Okay. And they do. Like SSR and Benelli teamed up and they have given us lots of resources. But what I was going to get to is yeah. there's a lot of SSR dealers that carry the dirt bikes. Right. But yeah. there's not as many of the bigger ones that carry the actual big Benelli's and exactly. stuff like you are. Yeah, like I do, yeah. So I know there's Cincinnati, right. there's here. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's the kind of bike where like, if you're going to take this on a tour. Oh, man. You need to be like, oh, the shit's broken. Okay, the next dealer's in Boise, Idaho or, you know, wherever. Guys, modern motorcycles, modern cars, modern trucks are so fucking complicated. Right. That... I'll be the first to tell you, yes, I can sit there. My mechanics, myself, we can sit here and we can look through the service manual. We can look through the shop manual and we can figure out, okay, this component's bad. And this component hooks to this CAN bus system and this hooks to this sensor. And then we track and we track it out. But modern vehicles, there are no user serviceable parts inside. Mm-mm. Like that's those days are over. Forget about that shit. Forget about diagnosing it or trying to troubleshoot it on the side of the road. And oh, you know, I just took these two sensors out and I just twisted the wires together and I'm back on the road again. Well, it's at, like a paperclip in there. Exactly. Well, right. we were yeah. talking about before we started the podcast about like how I had my shit flashed and now it's a whole different bike. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, it was change the jets. You know, change the exhaust, yeah. you know, tune this, air-fuel mixture, let's get this right. Oh, you know what? I'm not that good at it. Let me call John. He's the carb king. Let me get him over. We'll take four hours and run it back and forth. Yeah. Now it's you send your ECU out, you get it back in, and a schmuck like me can plug it in, and all of a sudden your bike's a different bike. It's weird. This, to me, is where I think everything has taken an insane shift for the better, mm-hmm. but also for the worst when it goes bad it's going to go bad exactly quick right and when it goes bad there is no kind of bad oh right there is no like i can limp it home no no when this shit fails this shit fails and we've had that happen here like i I can think back to it fails epically it fails epically there's no getting it back there's no like limping it home that's why i think they need to have a bike that is less complicated but advanced just like why can't they just have a fuel injection system right. without all the rest of this bullshit? Right. Yeah. I mean, because that's what really goes bad. I mean, look at it on your car. What goes bad? Oh. Does your fuel injection system no. normally go bad? No. no. It's like the one $4 sensor. sensor. It's right. the $4 sensor. It's a wheel speed sensor over in the corner of the car. It's a pressure sensor here or a pressure sensor, sensor there. It's never the actual pump. It's never the actual injectors. It's never the actual 
driving mechanism that gets the air and the gas to meet and make cool things happen. Maybe maybe the bikes maybe some of the higher end bikes have this and I just don't know mm-hmm. about it. But to Steve's point, what, if you have all this bike with all this technology, um, when you have a fail, they should have a um, like you know like air like a double thing where it shuts all the bullshit off, just has the fuel injection and the throttle right. working your lights. You right. know what I mean? Like they should have like a oh shit we're fucked, but you need to go a thousand miles. Mode. Right. Well, what they should do is. Like it, with all the AI they have right now, they should just map every uh, as you ride it, and yep. you ride it, you ride it, you ride it. Yep. It maps every single condition right. until the point where it fails. Right. Then it just goes back and just remember last known good two, setting two of the three yeah. sensors right. or right. one of the right. three sensors, and he knows how to adjust right. that. Yeah, like a, yeah. To, yeah, like you said, limp home mode, but right. it won't have to be limp. It could be right Yeah, you just mode. don't have all the features. Your your automatic leveling suspension is not currently right. working, but the bike runs and you can go a thousand miles if you need to, you know? That might be the smart money. So that might be like if you want to know Well, don't have future, everything all in one box. Exactly. You know, yeah. a box for the suspension, right. a box for the ignition, a box right. for the fuel. Well, yeah, that's that. a problem too, because look at the use of the Piaggio mm-hmm. MP3s have three computers, right? Two. Two. So we have a computer for the a computer for the normal operating system, and we have a computer that <laughs> works for the suspension lock system. To to all this point, so yeah. I was reading this whole article today on, on Adventure Rider. So all the guys are getting their uh, Pan Americas. Oh, okay? of course they are. Yeah, and I mean, still to this point, everybody loves the bike. Everybody said it's really a good bike. Like Harley's really turning it yeah, around. I mean, with this they've bike. had thirty six days of experience with it. No, but but, but still, like <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, normal guys are right. also saying what the reviewers said. Sure, that yeah. it's torque's great, whatever. Yeah, but here's the thing. So the Harley dealerships are so used to selling that bike that you have yeah, back there. The Springer. That yeah. that three guys now, or three or four guys, are complaining like they bought the one and paid the extra $1,500 for the um, automatic level, whatever. The height adjustment system. Height adjustment yeah. system. The and short all system. This, yeah, and all this stuff, right? And so the guy's like, oh, yeah, no, this the, the one we got in has it, 100%. Here you go, whatever. And they get home, and they turn it on, doesn't and it's it. not no, on it, right. and it doesn't do it. Yeah. But then there's no paperwork to back it up no. because nobody thinks to look at the invoice to right. see what. So they're like, no, you actually bought the bike. Sorry, right. that's your bike. That's your bike. But yeah. it's completely down to the salesman right. not knowing the difference oh, between. Oh, they have no idea. Right. Yeah. So it's right. kind of getting interesting in that respect, I too. mean, it's a very complicated motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, we know. the super, Like, okay, the Africa Twin that has the CVT trans or the, you know, the DTC. DCT transmission yeah. and the Africa twin lives bike has so many fucking controls on the handlebars that in, as a person who is an experienced motorcycle rider in a short 20 minute ride, I could not figure out what each of those buttons did when I pressed them. Right. Okay. That's a warning sign. If a person who rides motorcycles every day for a living, like I said, easily today, I rode a dozen different motorcycles. If I can't figure out what all of your buttons do, you need to hire a different engineer. I had to set my clock on my FZ09 because yeah. I, I did somewhere I unhooked the battery. Yeah. And I just today, I found a whole menu of shit I didn't know I had. You didn't even know it existed. Like when you hold yeah. the one button down for three right. seconds, it opens up this thing, and then you yeah. have all these other fucking things that I didn't know about. Right. Yeah. I mean, and never yeah. used it before, never had to. That's exactly it. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's a very difficult... I think the idea that John was talking about is brilliant. By having things segregated, like literally having um, quarantined, so you quarantine suspension items over here. You quarantine ABS items over here. You quarantine traction control items over here. You can totally operate without any of those systems. Like you can lose like Houston. We've had a problem. We've <laughs> lost our traction control. Carry on. Right. <laughs> and 
Yes. Fuck onward. You Enjoy can unplug yourself, that right? module right. and the bike will still run. Exactly. Right. And Worst still case scenario. Sprung. Right. Yeah. Worst your dash light comes on and says, this is not currently working. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. And, you know, you get another dash light that says something like, you know, ABS is gone. Right. You've lost your ABS. But the bike still works. Right. No reason to shut it down. No brakes are locking up or right. anything. Exactly. Right. That probably is the smartest way to do things. And then now maybe it will do things like it will restrict your performance to 90 miles an hour. So that would be an incentive uh, for you to go yeah. to your dealership. Well, see then, but we're talking about, yeah. well, then it has to communicate with the main box. Ah. And now, so everything's in. So that's why that's the argument for having one box. That's true. We're not going to have all these boxes. We'll have one right. box. One everything box. will be tied to it. Right. It'll be engine management. Right. It'll be everything management. Yeah. It'll manage everything on the bike. Oh, I'll tell you. And when we need to kill the power to the bike because yep. something's not working, we will. There's nothing in the world worse than having to replace a turn signal relay oh. in an Aprilia motorcycle because it's in the dashboard. It's in the speedometer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the, at X9. And so is everything. Yeah. Everything's... A, so where is that? I, I noticed I was looking through your bike. I couldn't find the flash unit because <laughs> you can't. Yeah, Why? Right. It's Brand new the, bike. The front left turn signal would not work. Right. What do we need? A twelve hundred dollar dashboard. Yeah, yeah, new gauge cluster. Yeah, gauge that's cluster. where everything was yeah. built. And in the jacket. wires are a uh, blonde short yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that's oh, yeah. the gauge of the wires yeah. in that oh, yeah. Aprilia. Well, and it was funny too because everything in the everything in the whole top end was just like, well, okay, we'll just troubleshoot it. And then we got the we got the whole display cluster out, and we're like, we're not troubleshooting <laughs> shit. This thing's held together with ribbon, like it is literally ribbon tape holding everything together. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is no serviceable points in i mean look you're thing. putting together this 125 one of right. these guys that yeah. you're you're building right now yeah the front of it's off and there's a yeah. shit ton of it's a fucking 125 cc yeah scooter. it's 125 cc scooter there's computers in it nine relays yeah it's yeah. fuel injected it's got abs front abs rear like there's legit shit happening inside of a 125 cc scooter these days relays yeah mm -hmm. oh there's relays lots and lots of relays but yeah, I think that idea of segregating things and making it so one system goes down it doesn't take down the whole ship. Yeah. And that's important. That's that, especially for an adventure bike for fuck's sake. You so know? obviously all the manufacturers listen to this podcast. Yeah, so right. hopefully you're taking notes. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, and then the, the guy in the finance department's like, fuck those guys, that would cost us ten cents more. That would yeah, right. yeah that right. would cost us a lot more. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's frightening when when it comes down to it. So yeah, I I've been lucky enough to not have any mechanical problems. Uh, my only problem recently was I was riding the trail, the trail one, two, five. Oh yeah. Um, and I got to say the super cub, because the super cub has been breathed on and the super cub has got a power commander and the super cub has got a pipe on it. And the super cub is all too happy to go 65 miles an hour. Yep. I will ride it on the freeway. Sure. The trail one, two, five. Not so much. Needs all of those things. <laughs> it needs. It has the full erector set welded to it. Right. What it well, needs. Well, you lost ten. You lost ten miles an hour. If I added, he added seven hundred pounds yes. to the bike. So yeah. There's that. But what it fucking desperately needs is to be uncorked and and allowed to go into beast mode, because my god, is that thing fucking hard to ride? Because you're just like. Pin, and you look down, and you're like 56, and you know that's 51 <laughs> yeah, because right. of the 10 percent speedo error. So that's a, like, that's fuck, great man. though compared to an old, yeah, an old one. Right. So mean, to go an old to a trail 90, yeah, the 51 is great. You'd be happy right. if you go 56 on a 110 yeah. or a 90. Oh yeah, but but now it's just like no, oh, because the Super Cub is so good. The Super Cub just rages. It's so happy to, and I and I beat it to death the other day on the freeway. I was like. 
got down in a full tuck, pinned it wide open, and just left it there for 25 minutes. <laughs> I mean, my throttle never dropped from WFO for 25 minutes on a fuel-injected 125. But I think Honda has that thing like, it's yeah. wide open throttle is still 25% below its problem point. Yeah, but then it's like it's got a power commander on it and it's got an aftermarket pipe on it. And the Honda went, we've allowed for that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've allowed for that because it well, didn't miss a beat. It still has a rev limiter exactly. somewhere. Somewhere, right. And it didn't. It literally did not miss a, beat, miss a beat. And it got to the point where I was passing a couple of cars on the freeway and dudes look over and they're like, no, no, no. Dude's passing me on a red moped right now. And I'm like, fuck it. Just make myself small. Just be small. Be small. And that's what I did. And that fucking thing, I got to say, very, very happy. So I'm hoping to get that same level of happiness at some point with the Trail 125. So if you guys who own trails have secret sauce to make them go super fast or at least marginally fast, I'd like to know. Uh, so did anybody check out the uh, the Tough Turban? I did, and it made me laugh out loud, but also, like, I was like, damn, that's actually a really good idea. That's a really good idea. So yeah. uh, so for people who are Sikh, you know, for people who are legit Sikh, you know, people um, that practice that religion who says that your hair, you know, the, 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 dot, the thing you wear on your head has to be a turban. Uh, yeah, because when you sent it, I figured... Yeah. It was going to be like a, a plastic cap that looks like a Straight turban up. or something, I thought right? for sure it was going to be like the urban turban. I thought it was going to be basically a motorcycle helmet right. that had grafted onto it something that made it look like you tied a knot. But right? So my question is, because how cool, as cool as this thing is, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously, I don't know a lot about the religion. and I'm not right. in any way making fun of it or anything. I'm just no. asking questions. Couldn't they wear like a, a, a open face helmet and put a turban on top of the helmet? I have no idea. Look, and I am right there with you. Because, like, that kind of confused me. Like, uh, or, but uh, does it have to be? I guess maybe, I guess it's well, apparently from what they're saying, I right. think it has to be the material on their what head. What I know about the Sikh religion, the lifestyle, the history, and everything does not work. I don't know shit about it. And right. I live in a part of the world where we straight up There's just not, don't have many around. Not around, here, yeah. Right? Many folks around here. But it is in Canada and stuff where you've got a larger portion of the population who, who are that and ride motorcycles. And that's their rules i mean that's what they're living by but the one thing that was interesting so the link that you sent yeah so about three quarters of the way through it i actually mm -hmm. realized it wasn't a harley davidson advertisement right well because the company that came up with it is affiliated with or partners with a super large harley davidson dealership okay because yeah because yeah, the whole time yeah. like you know like everybody's wearing harley oh, stuff and, yeah, yeah, yeah and like yeah. and and they didn't mention that it was a company name right and they kept saying like you know we are open to everybody we want everybody to ride right. so i was like oh wow yeah. harley's like really opening right. their market up but yeah. then at the end it was like no tough turban like yeah, you know like, exactly right yeah. and that's coming from uh you know the the group is uh zulu alpha kilo z-a-k uh that is partnered with and it says a partnership between zak zulu alpha kilo and toronto dealership faf harley davidson so you see that okay. there's there's a there's lot a of partnership. there's a lot of partnership there but they actually put they put some time and effort and technology into this thing dude it's pretty if cool you, look if you blow off our podcast and don't fucking do anything we tell you to do and, and fuck off and don't do anything this is something that's worth it and it's on our facebook podcast you know cleveland mm -hmm. moto facebook page notes the tough turban Read their fucking page and look at the way they build this thing and kind of look at how much passion and engineering went into a very complex problem. Because, again, yeah, if, if the rule was we have to have something on our head that looks like there's no reason in the world why there hasn't already been a fucking DOT yarmulke. 
Right. Wait, there is. If I, be, you know, I've been to Daytona. I want a like snow rated one. Right, a snow rated <laughs> yarmulke. Yeah. Brit, I have been to Sturgis. I've been to Daytona, and yes, there are booths that sell you something that is so fucking small. I don't even think it would well, be a seat. I like. Cup. I like all yeah. the New York guys now are into. The flat bim, flat. Like, like I'm wearing right, this. This yeah. could be a helmet, right. but they make it out of helmet. Oh, yeah, they make it out of helmet. Yeah, it's a it's a baseball cap, <laughs> yeah. but it's a helmet and the yeah. jockey helmets too. Or as the gentleman who like to come and say the German style helmets. This German. Like, you mean a Nazi helmet? <laughs> yeah. No, no German style helmets. Yeah, German style. Yeah, we got that a lot. A lot of that shit going on. Uh, we so, tried to say that last week when you weren't here and it didn't work. We needed you oh, to say it. Oh, he can say it perfectly. No, I know, but it wasn't you, though. Yeah. Let's say it, again. it was more, we were like, as soon as we said it, we were like, oh, yeah, they wanted the German style helmet. We were looking for you to be I like, know. That's, say it. You got to say German. it. He does it the highway. Yeah. He, like, he does it yeah. the highway. Yeah. And I go, is it Germans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. He does it better because he goes high with it. And I think it sounds way better. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, so the the EU and the US is deciding to ditch the fucking tariffs. So this um, that that are literally it's a two way street between the steel industry and the the motorcycle industry. And as a guy who tell, I sell a lot of Italian made motorcycles here. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. my thing. All right, and this is a big deal. But it also affected our American bikes going into Europe because the Indians and the Harley Davidsons were getting massive fucking tariffs slapped on their asses too, and that that went on for fucking ages. And the good news is, it seems like we're completely pulling out of it, and it's not. We're going to stop the bleeding on that one because, believe it or not, our European friends do like to buy. Indians and Harley Davidsons. And we also like buying Ducatis and Moto Guzzi's and all kinds of cool shit. So that tariff was really a dick, you know, a dick situation. That could really open a door for somebody like Zero. It could. And I think that Zero does sell almost half of the bikes that they build in Europe. So like they already have a big, big foot. But imagine if you pull that tariff away. Because when I look on the European market and I see what our friends in Europe are paying for Harleys or paying for Zeros or paying for Indians, they're paying 30 40% more than we are all because of a tariff. Well, the guy from Denmark told me it was twice as much. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt it. And that's the He thing. said he had a Harley. He, oh, he, he was, um, Yeah. He was assigned to the United States to some uh, equip, wastewater equipment. Oh, wow. And he said that he had a Harley in Denmark and that he... He said he priced one here, mm-hmm. and he priced, and the one that he bought in Denmark was twice as much as what it was what it was here because of all the the, the tariffs on it. That's why, like wow. in places like you know uh, Japan, it's like a prestige. You know, like yeah. to have a Harley Absolutely. is like you're a fucking baller. You might as well have a Ferrari or something. Yeah, and that's and that's painful. And when you Would think there be about a tariff that, on used bikes, I don't think so because if you were filling used. up containers of used Harleys and shipping them to Denmark. Might have something to do with probably the same kind of a 25-year rule that we face bringing things this way. They probably have something there that says for EU compliancy, the vehicle has to be at least certain years old to be called a collector vehicle. But, you know, that was the thing that they said uh, it was about $3.4 billion. So to be uh, to talk about what you were just talking about the twenty five year thing. Mm-hmm. So that R- that RPM thing mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about now it's getting big. Mecham Auctions yeah. and also SCCA and all these other people are jumping on and saying you have to write your senators yeah. and your things. They really the EPA right now if the bill goes through is going to squash all motorsports. Right. 
Absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah. They're going to make it so you can't, you can, no motor vehicle can be modified with any parts whatsoever from, from factory. Right. It doesn't matter because you're trying to squash any uh, carbon-based fuel. So, there, I mean, in, if this continues the way it's going, right. there will be no uh, piston-powered vehicles. Yeah, but I think that there's a way of doing it, though, man. But even there'll the, be no gasoline-powered cars by 2035. No, look well, at even I, Elon I Musk. Even Elon Musk said that that's not the smart way right. to do it. The yeah. guy who makes the best, you know, the biggest. Well, the manufacturers have all kind of said. I mean, Volvo came out and said they're not going to produce anything gas-powered after 2030, et cetera, et cetera. All these different things going on. I don't think there's any chance in hell that red-blooded Americans who wear red hats are going to allow any law to pass that says they can't drive their 20-year-old Corvette. And a lot of those guys are in Congress. Well, a lot of people learn how to make gas. Well, yeah, but I, I just don't. And believe me, you know, Senator Dick Face's yacht doesn't run on turbine, <laughs> like wind turbine power. It's true. Senator Dick Face's yacht runs on diesel or gas. Right. So guess where Senator Dick Face is going to put the fuel, get the fuel from his yacht? Right. They're not going to pass a law that basically impedes but, their own ability. No, to they're just going to make it so expensive, though, that the common guy will no, not but, be able to get it. Right. What I'm I mean, saying, though, is happen. right now, there's so there's us, which we don't. Right. most of us don't race anymore or do anything, but we're still involved in modifying and fucking with our bikes, but a lot of people race. But like, if you look at the general, if you go to Karen that lives downtown, she doesn't right. give a fuck about modifying cars. Sure. She's probably like, oh, the environment, the penguins are going to do better if we right. don't let... But like it's gonna kill a whole. You're not allowed lot. to open oh. your hood. You By the to... way, the the polar bear population has tripled. Okay. Good. Yeah, they just don't have any ice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They <laughs> like it better. Right. I guess. <laughs> I mean, evidently, <laughs> the ice is not cold on the seals better. What yeah. if what if the whole time they were just wearing fucking fur suits? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are black underneath. <sighs> I thought that was interesting. But here's the here's the what I'm concerned with. I remember because. Growing up in my household, my father was into pre-war cars. Like, that was his thing. He was mm-hmm. very heavily into pre-war cars. In long about 1983, they said, you're not going to be able to buy leaded gas anymore. Right. And everybody who owned a car that was built before the catastrophic converter lost their fucking mind. Mm-hmm. They went, if we can't buy leaded gas anymore, what are we going to put into our 69 Wildcat? Right. You know, what are we going to put into our 65 vet? What are we going to put into our 57 T-Bird? Right. If we can't buy leaded gas anymore, you guys are literally, you fucking politicians are going to kill your EPA. You're going to kill the classic vehicle hobby. You're going to make it worthless for us to have all these cars. You're going to make it worthless for us to restore cars. Mm-hmm. Because... If you don't have T-Rex chow, you can't have a T-Rex in your garage, right? Right, right. It's just that kind of a thing. I mean, we know that. And my dad, who is slightly to the right of Genghis Khan, right? <laughs> my dad, who made gave G. Gordon Liddy a run for his money, right? My dad was like, this is bullshit. The day I can't buy leaded gas at the pumps, fuck it. I'm getting rid of everything, right? That was my dad's jam. Like, that was his thing. But... He bought the additive. Yeah, I, I got shit. Yeah, but in my, I'm just saying, I got shit that I ride in my garage from 1956. Yeah. But, but right? wait, but wait, we'll yeah. all sit here and bitch about right. ethanol right. and what it does exactly. in our old bikes, exactly, and how it's really a fucking right. uh, shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so we're feeling it. What's our alternative? We still can buy boat gas. 
right? Like yeah, or a hundred percent. One or two crazy. places around right. here, you yeah. can yeah. go make a special trip yeah. and go get both. Oh guests. no, no, and believe me, I'm not it's saying a, it's, it's good. It's, uh, but it, but I, if they if they out, what if they outlawed that and VP couldn't sell it and you couldn't get it at the boat gas station? See, well, that's what right. right. I, I, I thought about that. To run your vehicle on whatever's available, you know, they won't outlaw. They won't outlaw it because Senator Dickface has a 1963 Chris Craft. Yeah. And Senator Dickface has, you know, 86 lobbyists yeah. who are lined up in a room who are also Dickfaces. Oh, Senator Dickface yeah. has a brand new Chris Craft. He does. That yes. has the fucking lean Diesel burn. turbines and it everything has else. The lean, yeah. It has the lean burn. Has it. It's built Absolutely. to run modern. He's fuel. got it LS swapped if he's but I smart. I mean, the, the city of Cleveland had that problem with their yeah. fucking uh, police yeah. boat. Absolutely. Where motor, they've gone through two, three sets of motors yeah, because, because... you can't run... Yeah, pump gas. They're lean. They're lean motors, right. and they're trying to run them on ethanol fuel, yeah. and it yeah. doesn't work. work. Now, here's an interesting thing. So every year, I go to the vintage boat meet in Vermilion, Ohio. Hmm. This is where you can go touch a boat and get splinters. Oh, wood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything there is wood and old and shit. Every single person who's there, I guarantee, votes Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clue you in on that. I go there, and I'm one of the weird people, right? Oh, yeah, because it costs about $50,000 a year to maintain a lineman. Exactly. Because it's exactly all rotten. Right. It's exactly right. To, to swim in that circle, to coin a phrase. You need to have money. You got to have money, right? That is not a poor man's sport. Poor man's got the bay liner out back, right? But the guy who's got the lineman, the guy who's got the beautiful Chris Craft or whatever, the mahogany boat, he's got a few bucks in his pocket. Those are he's people- He's also got a Benetow- Right. He's also got a 45 or, 50, you know, 65 foot Benetow. Sure. And he, this is only his just. This is his weekend. His, play, his, his playboat. playboat. But the point being that, that people like that are not going to let their hobby t- be, be taken away. Just like Jay Leno and Jay Leno's friends didn't let classic cars be taken away when lead fuel was no longer available. Mm. There's all these kinds of interesting ways around it. Now, people are still buying 1963 Ford Galaxies. Yeah. James just James did. did yeah. <laughs> you know? James just bought a 63 Galaxy. But also, what's the most popular yeah. thing that people are doing with those right. old cars? Oh, yeah. Ripping swaps. the motor out. Yeah. LS2 swaps. LS2 fuel-injected modern motor in them. Absolutely. And that's an option, too. But again, you know, Johnny Chrome has a Model A. You can't get any older than a Model A. Just pour kerosene on that fucker. You mean on it? Just pour kerosene on it? On it, hit it, whatever. Let it drip into the cylinders. It'll run. It'll be fine. But but so it is like it is a very much thing. Like I grew up through one, one culture, listening to my dad be like, "It's the end of society as we know it," because they're taking the lead out of gasoline. It's never like that. No, it's not. No, but it's I mean, if you have five creep. minutes, you yeah. you can send your displeasure to the EPA or the yeah. senator. You well, they don't listen that. to you, but they listen to their billionaire buddies. Yeah, but we're not, yeah. none of us are billionaires. And yeah. but 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 here's the thing with the racing, with the, all the ra- all the different forms of racing, there are huge sponsors right. that are big billionaires, yeah. and if they're going to lose that advertising and stuff, they might you know they might take that seriously. Well, well, I mean, what I, I don't get those. Okay, you're saying that they're not going to be able to modify an right. engine at all. Nothing. You can't modify a car. Period or any vehicle. Period. Yeah, but those cars are like one offs almost. I mean, look you at the car. But they would be illegal at that point. Well, like, that's what they're saying. And that's and that's going to be the old. The old thing that's always been a bite in the ass is be like, is this for the public, or is this for competition use only? But they're, they're, they're right. but that's the they're thing. saying there won't be competition. There use won't only. be competition right. use exclusion anymore. Right. Just like the guy. Do you know who's going to have something to say about that? Every competition guy, or no? Yeah, the people like Target and Tide. 
and the people who have their names on the sides of cars. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they but, have a lot of money. But that's, I mean, so that guy that yeah. got sued by the EPA and ended up getting a lien fine of eighteen thousand right. dollars for selling twenty five ECU modified well, yeah. jumpers. Right. Yeah. His thing was on his website said right. for off your road use, of course, racing only. Right. They said that's not an excuse anymore. No, you can't use that. Right. Yeah, but how can I mean my pet peeve is. Yeah. They're unelected officials, and right. they make rules, and right. they tell you what to do. When you right. didn't, I didn't elect anybody from the EPA. Well, right. of course not. No, and so they need to make those. Those need to become laws right. to make the force of law be behind it. But they just make rules, arbitrary rules, and they joked. Like I said, I think I said a few weeks ago, they joked that like two years ago we made more rules this year than no, it was, uh, during COVID. Right, we made more rules. Than we've ever made before. Right. So good luck going through them. I mean, it's like, yeah. that's well, what I say. See that? Yeah. <laughs> but when, when <laughs> I not, see. That's not to the podcast yeah. listeners. When that's I see, to, you it know, could be if you agree with it. I guess when, I, when I'm going to be concerned, when I think that that actually might happen, because I mean, right now, it's a lot of talk, but no hot wax. Right now, it's a statement. Right now, it's this. And Weisskill got hit with fines for selling things that were supposedly race use only to the general public. <clears throat> because if your exhaust system says for competition use only on it, but every GSXR on the road has one on it, and Slappy's House of Mufflers over there is bolting them on every single GSXR that comes in, or if Dave's you know Hayabusa shop doesn't sell a single Hayabusa without you know whatever pipe on it, then yeah, that's going to get the attention because but, what you're. But, but here's the thing: that comes to personal responsibility right. because how does fucking how does how does they how do they know that you are not racing it? Well, how come Roland Cole wasn't a fucking federal offense nine seconds after the first guy figured out how to do it? Right. You know why? Because the effect on our environment is negligible. No, but if you're riding because a bicycle, many people, you get rolled coal yes, on. It in, fucking in, sucks. in our circle, yeah, there's right. a lot of. People. I want to roll coal. On our, in our circle, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who would go get a bike and put a new exhaust on it and get their ECU right. flash. Exactly. Right. I guarantee. Yeah. That's right. your bike that right. you did that to. Right. Is one of is one in ten. Right. There's Absolutely. the other nine Z nine hundreds out there Dead are rolling stock. with the exact same that Dead heaven, stock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're that's so that's a small fish in a very a small very pond small fish, yeah. and a very insignificant exactly. puff into the grand fucking Absolutely. scheme of things. Well, especially when even the guy yeah. rolling coal. Yeah. Right. That's a two that's a three second video where he did right. that. Ninety nine percent of the time the guy's trying not to not to waste diesel because he can't. You I was going to say expensive. it hurts his wallet. Yeah. Meanwhile, every seven forty seven that takes off holding your overnight Amazon package, right. when it takes off, it burns one hundred thousand gallons of fuel. And there's twenty right. Amazon trucks right. on your street a day. No, right instead now. of just one. Right. Yeah, right now. instead of just one. Right. Sending you know right. having a, a proper like UPS. Right. Exactly. UPS does the next day. Right. Amazon's trying to do today. No, they're doing like literally. Like, oh, that can be there in 12 minutes. They yeah. said that UPS trucks yeah. don't make left turns because it's inefficient. It's true. They yeah. don't back up. You're not allowed right. to back up. Yeah. Can't back up. Really? It's true. Yeah, yeah no. They, I read some article yeah. that they, they said that the they only up. do, they set the routes up so, so that right everything is a right turn. Yeah. Because what? There's extra five feet going left? No, because it's you inefficient make a right to turn left. Right. So you got to wait for a red light. Oh. You got to wait for a red light. It slows your way down. If you can cut red lights out of your day and you drive 200 miles a day, that's a real big improvement. Okay. So... But, but they don't have routes with Amazon. No. They just get, no. okay, you go here. You when go there, I'm, you what I would, here's my warning sign. I guess when I'll be fucking worried. The canary in the... Yeah, the canary in the coal mine to me is when I see a shift in the recreational vehicle industry 
to propane or electric. So when I see the 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 RV go by, that you mean says like when Polaris right. partners with yep, zero yep, yep. Oh, to, yeah. right. <laughs> to build. So when I see when I when I go down to my local RV shop or when I you know I'm driving across Indiana and you can't avoid RV places when you're driving across Indiana because that's where they're all made. When I see a whole fleet of fucking RVs out there that is soon to be occupied by the senator and former Mrs. Child Toucher. And Mr. Fusion. Right. When I see <laughs> all of our RVs are now proudly propane or now all of our RVs are proudly electric. When I see that, because there is nothing more obviously conspicuous wealth than a big fucking RV. A class A motorhome is a way to say fuck you to everybody who lives in a Section 8 project. Because my car house is nicer than your only house, right? Because my car house costs $300,000 and it has a garage in it with another car in it. I want a car house. I would say, <laughs> right? Part of that is yeah. true. Yeah. Part of that is a lot of people at some point in life yeah. sell their house and buy one of those. I got many people in my family who've done it. Yeah. Many so, people in my house who've sold a $75,000 house to take on a 30 year car payment, AKA mortgage on a depreciation factory. A, there's nothing yeah, there's in the no world. reason to buy a new one. A you class know. A motorhome has a depreciation factor that cannot be figured out using numbers made in our Arabic numbers. They were, my neighbor, uh, friends of ours was over and they're like their neighbor. Right. And this, the neighbor, I've been over there. Yeah. The kids are running around naked and stuff. They've got, they have a house over, right over here in West yeah. Park. Uh, they have four kids. Yeah. They've got two dogs, two cats, whatever. Yeah. They're, they're, they just bought a brand new yep. uh, trailer. Sure. The biggest one you could find yep. with bump outs. They don't have anything to tow it with. No. They still have to sell their house so they can buy a pick up truck. To tow their trailer. So with their, their whole trailer. family. And right. for that's what yeah. their, their, new, their new plan oh, yeah. is with the four kids and the dogs yeah. and the cats and everything. Yeah. That they're just going to be nomads right. and live for the that's next year. My friends so. just did that. Our, my wife's best friend sold their house yeah. two blocks away from us, bought an RV that they got hosed on. Um, of course that, they did. They got stored for three months. They're like, we'll store it for you. And they didn't charge it or anything. When they got it, all the batteries are dead. They yeah. replace everything. There's nothing it's in a the weird... world built worse. The construction standards that your home had to be built by yeah, are well established. Yeah. Right? When we build a house, when we build a septic system, when we build a plumbing system, there are fucking codes for all of that shit. If you say it's a camper... Yeah, nothing. Nothing. If there's an nothing. airbag in it, it's only because there was an airbag in the van that exactly. was before it got gutted. There's no yeah, other. But I have seen and I have taken apart and I've been party to being taken apart how these Class A motorhomes are built and they are literally trash. And that's why when I bought mine, I bought an Airstream. I bought a yeah, fucking a Airstream. Mode, yeah. The reason I bought an Airstream, because I knew how it was built and mm -hmm. I knew it wouldn't literally fall apart. Right. And I had to buy a 40-year-old Airstream so I could get something in my price point. And the parts are still available. Still available. You can get some that are actually like, yep. uh, my brother had a Keystone, and it was right. all aircraft aluminum right. frame exactly. and stuff, so it was a little right. better. Things anyway. exist that you so, can buy. Well, some of, the, some of the ones that are based on like pusher buses, yeah. those are really well built. Well, I mean, the, best, the, the best clue to give anybody for now, we're on the, fucking pot, the Airstream exactly. podcast, but, <laughs> but the best clue is to buy something that is a commercial yeah. truck chassis because that is designed to carry 40,000 pounds. Those 50, are $250,000. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. So we, we're yeah. talking about all this crazy EPA yep. stuff and emissions and yep. stuff. Meanwhile, in Europe, um, they have a new 75 blown horsepower, 140 mile an hour, Langston two-stroke motor and motorcycle gains 0.5 approval. 
Okay. Yeah. So like they're right. figuring out ways to make two-stroke motors. Fucking like, and Euro Five is way worse than what we have well, of here. Of course. Yeah. But they're doing it. Right. Because again, you can make something as clean as you want to make it. It can still be technically a two-stroke. But I think like I I saw an article and I was trying to look up that article. I think Kawasaki or Yamaha also approved a new two-stroke that was super like efficient and yeah. and I mean, clean. Well, I was talking about that Kawasaki motor that was a. It was like a two-stroke diesel turbo. Fucking yeah, everything. I think it got approved. Yeah, about. I think it yeah. got approved. Just what recently. did they do? They, they put like an external crank bearings on it or something, so that they the Kinda lubrication is external. I've often thought of like, what if you did aircraft, you know, ceramic uh, uh, greased bearings that never, you know, what I mean? Like, there's no wet sump. It's just unpackable bearings. You know what I mean? Like sealed bearings, the whole fucking motor. With 54,000 RPM right. bearings. Right. Yeah. With high. Yeah. Look, I mean, do it. this motorcycle that's right here, yeah, the bearings that are in this thing are supposed to last a lifetime with no maintenance. Yeah, those are probably a sealed bearing on the sealed motor. Bearing, there's no absolutely. oil bath. There's right. no. And many, many motorcycles that we work on, the axle bearings and the wheel bearings and everything else and the steering head bearings and everything else, they, le- they should legit ne- never need to be changed. They should right. legit never need to be serviced. In a 100,000-mile or 20-year life cycle of the vehicle, modern bearing technology, yeah, that's completely normal. You can never run it out of oil because like it always have exactly. grease. Yep. Like TRX 300 or run bearings. Oh, oh not the case. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, if, if there is, that is one of those things, if you fuck around with quads or ATVs or anything else, you'll know. If you're buying a used quad or a used ATV, just accept the back end is going to be shot. Yeah. Just accept it. If you think for a second, 90% of them are being sold because the back end is shot. Right. They've been under, they've been in mud three feet right. deep, just yeah. cranking for yeah. fucking forever. Uh, I love when you see the ads, they're like, this thing will go through the mud. It's never gotten stuck. This right. thing loves the mud. I'm like, yeah. you're not selling this bike very yeah. well to me. <laughs> it has no bearings left in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's great in the sand. Yeah, I'm sure I it is. I buried this thing and it yeah. digs its way digs out its every way out fucking every time. time. Yeah. There yeah. was a, there was a, you know, I, I, I don't need any bikes at all right now, but I still look because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I'm going through the things and, and you see a thing. It's like, this bike's perfect. Never been stunted. And the fourth picture has a stunt cage on it. Say, but he took it off. Right, he took it off forgot to the fact it. that it was right. like, or the guy that has like the wheelie pictures, like yep. babied bike. And then it shows him doing a wheelie right. on the fifth picture. Of You're course. like, dude, do you understand what the babied bike means? It's not that. If you go to the guy's Facebook page, <laughs> like people don't realize I'm selling this shit on Facebook marketplace. Yeah, you yeah. are. View profile. Right, exactly. <laughs> if you're if the second image is with you twelve o'clock in this bike, right? Or we're doing the, the doing the standing on the cage does yeah. circle yeah. bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just running it in circles. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. Yep. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Wow, that looks like the bike you're selling. That's new sure plastics on it. Yep, that's what it is. The TRX is doing well though. She is lives. It? Fucking embarrassing. Fucking, <laughs> fucking embarrassing. embarrassing. You got to kick a trash can. Wait a second. That's a tug. Okay, look. If the, the TRX, if the TRX <laughs> shifts, right? Oh, yeah. And if you replace the bearings in the back end? We yeah. rebuilt the whole rear end. Okay, kick ass. Everything's yeah. fine. Hey, you weren't yeah. here last week. Did you hear the, did you, you didn't listen to the Is podcast. Shorzy has his own show coming out. No way. Oh, yeah. He didn't know about this. But Shorzy's Wayne. Yeah, but it's 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 a spinoff. Oh. It's Shorzy. <laughs> well, and that's the idea. It can yeah. never show his face, I guess. The, uh, but when you're talking about that, so does that bike have one fucking live axle, or does it have like a half shaft? So it has one 
axle. Right. In the rear. In the rear. So yeah. it goes. So solid so axle. We the, two we wheel drive. the rear end. The front axle. has. Right. You slide yeah, the axle in. Yeah. And there's a stop. Yep. There's a bolt on this yep. side. Then the brakes slide over that. Yep. And then the, or the drum slides over that. Right. And then the cover slides over that. Right. And then there's a double nut yeah. to hold the whole thing hold the whole from thing. shifting. Yeah. And then I mean, everything's splined. Right. I mean, so the whole, the axle is pretty interesting because yeah, yeah. it's, it's a spline, super threaded. fine thread. I mean, yeah. the finest thread That's, I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Really? Because you have a nut and a jam nut oh, yeah. to go on, you know. Right. I mean, but the what, thread is like so fine. I thought it was just machining marks. No, it's thread. But it's thread. Wow. And then spline. Yeah. And then a, a, like a butt, a buttress. But yeah, that's and then the another thing is- spline. And then another machine thread, and then another spline. I mean, it's a work of art, really. So did you buy a new axle, or did you refab the old? No, oh, the axle's fine. I no. mean, really, they could have gotten away with the just ring and pinion were shot. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, no, the, all the bearings were gone. Right. But, I mean, they were all rusty and everything, so yeah. you could have cleaned it up. Yeah. And if you put all did new you put bearings, all balls, in it, or where'd you get? What kind uh, of bearings no. did you get? Uh, I don't know. The guy had already bought it, but he right. had monkey. They didn't know about heating and cooling and putting bearings. He together. pressed in the, the needle bearings were all. He was trying to press in the uh, yeah. uh, the one shaft, and all the needle bearings were laying in the bottom of the. Smushed the cage. He <laughs> yeah. ruined the cage. Yeah, he ruined the cage. So yeah. it was already it was because, destroyed. Yeah. Like on a car, you just have your your pinion has yep. bearings here, all on this side. Yep. That actually had a bearing on the other on side, the other of, side the, yep. of the of the gear yep. on the pinion. So yeah. It has bearings here. It has a bearing here. Oh yeah. Seals, bearings here, bearings here. It has to be bearing. Heat this, beat this. It was a very interesting procedure. Heat this and beat it. all put together. Because that's why it's like when you, when we've done, you know, we've done a couple of these for people that were like, man, we don't work on ATVs. We don't work on quads. And, you know, why not? Why not? Why not? Why don't you work on ATVs and quad? Why not? Why not? It's a motorcycle. Why not? Why not? Well, if we have to replace the bearings in the back of your ATV mm-hmm. for a Honda Rancher, yeah, it's like four hours, five hours, seven hours, seven hours, seven hours so times 90 bucks an hour. And we're cheap. Yeah. And that's more than your quads worth. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. But you can't not have right that. now. But yeah. But yeah. Right. You <laughs> can't have that. And I will tell you this. You cannot have that conversation with a customer. Right. Right. And that's the thing. And we had this conversation with a guy the other day. And this happens all the time. And keep this in mind. If you've ever thought you wanted to work at a motorcycle shop. When the guy calls up and says, okay, so um, I've got this Ninja. I got this Ninja 500. And I parked it in, I think it was 13. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. It ran great. And, you know, I just, I forgot about it or whatever. And, and you know. I left the petcock on. Oh, Come on, <laughs> of course, right? And so, but when, uh, when this guy Neolithic right uh, bugs yeah. are, are caught in the amber in the exactly. carburetor, and when when this guy starts arguing with over the phone, Jeff Goldblum's asking for the yeah. <laughs> life finds a way. Yeah, the uh, but when the guy starts arguing with you over the phone, he's like, "Oh, so you got to rebuild the carb? So that's going to take what an hour?" <laughs> and I'm like. Well, is this your motorcycle? Yeah. Well, it has two carbs. Mm-hmm. And the book says that's four hours. Right. And, you know, and all this thing. And, well, yeah, but you can get that down. Dude, 
you haven't even walked in my shop yet and you're already trying to beat me down. Right. I don't think our shop is up to your standard. Right. I really don't think we can live up to your standards. I'm going to recommend you call somebody else. Three Fuck stars. you, you're an asshole. Fuck you, man. No, what are your fucking prima donna piece of shit? You know, you fucking, you know, and do you, you think the fucking sunshine comes out of your ass? Fuck you. I'm going to leave you a shitty review on Yelp. Three stars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is that in situations like that, like yeah. his opinion of what a good carb is and what your opinion of a good carb is, is completely arbitrary to his fucking belief. So if it like, was so simple, they would do it themselves. Right. But well, seriously, that's the thing is, they none of them can do it themselves, but they all think they're qualified to negotiate. How many how many ads have you looked at on Craigslist or Marketplace that says, eh, sat for a while, the carbs could use a clean, and then right. the dude actually takes a picture of the motor, yeah. and the whole car, it's like one K, it looks like a fucking barnacle underneath yeah. the fucking well, the worst thing. The worst carbs I've ever had a clean were the ones on that Moto Guzzi I bought. They yeah. sat for 37 years. 37 years, yeah. And they had, it, yep. it almost looked like uh, calcium deposit, the whole right. thing. Scale. 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 But yeah. it was it yeah. was so thick, you couldn't get it off with any chemical I tried. I had to use a pick. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. oxidation, man. I sat in front of the TV with yeah. just the car with I'm a done. Pick, and I just picked. I'm just so tired of hearing people tell me how long a job should take when they've never done the job. Right. Right? And Or how long, or what's involved with the job when they've never done the job. Right. And that's the hardest thing. And I, I think it's especially cool when it's like on a bike that you let sit. You've owned this bike since 13 or 14 or 15. So you're responsible for this fucking disaster. And now you're telling me I shouldn't get paid for working on it. You're right. I shouldn't get paid for working on it. It's like painting stuff. People yeah. are like, well, I know the manufacturer says that there's 15 minutes between coats, flash coats, but you're a professional, so you can do that in three, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's fucking 15 minutes between fucking coats, I'm not a dude. professional, yeah. and I can't change science. <laughs> right. Yeah. Turns out chemistry, bit of a science. Right, but it's the yeah. same thing with motor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like you're, you're, The guides that you go by, and I'm sure you guys even modified them from all the years you've been doing it, but like th- those are people that have like, I've done 17,000 carbs. It takes roughly this much time. Well, that's why it's I, there. Okay, I will give you we'll give you a pop quiz for all the people in here who've ever worked on a motorcycle before. Replacing the front tire. Okay? Replacing the front tire. But there's so many variables right on there. A, on a Piaggio Liberty. I don't that's So not that's me. the that's that scooter behind you. See the gray scooter behind you? Okay. Right? Okay. It's a tubeless tire. Mm-hmm. It's sitting on a alloy rim. Mhm. It's got a brake and a brake caliper. Mm-hmm. It's got two forks. Right. Okay. What does Piaggio pay to change the front tire on that? I mean, it, it has to be at least two or three hours. Uh, half hour. Dan? I was going to say hour and a half. Steve? I was going to say what John said, but I don't want to count an hour. 15 minutes. Yeah. What? 15 fucking minutes. Oh, wait. Here's the thing. Are they defining? Because, like... I've had a tire that, yeah, like if it's a newer tire and you're just changing it, it pops off. Though, <laughs> now, wait, wait a second. Wait. Now, now, Steve, you do have to get that wheel off that motorcycle. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah that takes 15 minutes, right? Yeah. But my, my point is, is that if you have a newer tire and it comes off, when right. I got the BV500, right. originally, that tire had been right. on there for a long time. Right. I had to hacksaw it I, off I understand. the thing. Right. And then, without fucking the rim up... Yeah. Like every one inch yeah. took five minutes to break the bead because sure. it was welded to the oh, fucking yeah. rim on Absolutely. the whole thing. Yeah. So like they don't clear like they don't clarify whether or not that tire is dead or not or whatever. Fifteen minutes. 
That's insane. 15 minutes. So, so no. the next time your shop tells you that the book says it takes two hours to do something and you want to argue with them? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Take your hat. Yeah. Also, then there's this. Maybe I can get it done in less than four hours on right. four carbs. Right. That's my fucking money. That's my fucking That's money. That's my time. That's my skill. That's a, it's for, it's for, right. it's your four skill. Hours. You're paying for it's four hours. It's your skill. That's what it, you said. Yeah. It's your it's skill. skill. If yeah. I can get it done faster. And you know what? You're paying me for four hours because the last one took seven hours. Yeah, I was going to say, you're making up You're making up for the other but, one that took longer. But for people who are going to contact a dealership and the dealership's going to tell you, well, you know, and by the way, the all data information is available. So you consumers, you guys who want to be hard-headed pricks about this shit, if you want to be like, oh, fuck it, I know what the thing's worth. I know how long it takes to do a job. Oh, do you really? Because you can spend a membership. You can spend some money and pretend like you're a dealer. Put on your dealer pants and spend money and get a membership to all data. And then you can actually know how long that Piaggio or Ducati or Honda or Suzuki says that it takes to do any job on Mm -hmm. any motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And then you can call your local shop and you can be the solid gold prick that you are because according to all data, it says that it takes three three hours to rebuild this transmission. I'm not going to pay you a nickel more. And then they're going to tell you. Fuck, fuck your head yep. exactly because that's that's when that phrase is designed for but excuse me sure do you have a chapeau right but the point being <laughs> but i think your new phrase is better <laughs> which is eat a bag of dicks, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> chocolate covered dicks the uh i don't think i like a bag of smash dicks. bag of smash dicks well <laughs> i said that it looks like a bag of smashed assholes dude there's a company assholes, there's yes. a company my my buddy that still does fpv yeah. he's a youtuber and stuff yeah. and and he this he bought something from this company and the company got a, a cheap die cut, so yeah. all, they fill all their boxes. The foam packing peanuts? No, no, no. Yeah. They, fill, they fill them with cardboard cutout of dicks. Oh, really? So when you open the box, it yeah. just fucking, there's just cardboard dicks That's all awesome. over everywhere. One of our scooter shops we used to work with, they had foam, styrofoam, polystyrene. Oh. Um, they had EPS foam that was literally scooters. scooters. No, oh, they scooters. were like Vespa and Lambretta outlines. <laughs> fucking yeah. baddest shit. That's cool. But what I will tell you is when... People figure that a job takes so long, you don't know until you've done it. Right. And what I can tell you is if we had a race right now, and I haven't done a whole lot of tires this year because I have people I pay to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm still pretty speedy. And if we took my guy who does do 15 or 20 tires a day, and we said, okay, Phil and Sparky, this is it. This is for the roses. I want you to dismount, remount, and balance that tire. 15 minutes i don't know that i could do it mm-hmm. i just don't know that i could do it so Probably i don't one know of you can do it. i don't know where they're coming up with their number for 15 minutes That's but insane. this has to been be, that way for a long time well it also have to be a perfect perfect circumstance like like everything would be perfect john how many like, hours were they paying for those royal enfield motors are they paying six hours it was not a lot it was i think it was like 500 yeah, bucks or something yeah it was like about that. six hours yeah so whatever yeah. 500 yeah, bucks six I, hours yeah so they were paying us because they weren't paying our full warranty rate they were paying some sort of a discounted warranty rate for us and i think it was six hours to do those motors and think about what you had to do you had to completely pull a motor out of a motorcycle you had to split the cases you had to go Take down the top end off whole top ends off and you had to go into the crank and you literally had to had replace to change three gears three gears second third and fourth gear yeah so pull the whole cassette out yep. for the shift mechanism yeah. put the whole thing up and, and that's a 100 percent engine build top to bottom any way you slice I it i could have changed any part you wanted me to when that's i was right. that, that far in. and it involved a full gasket kit it yep. involved full seal kit yep. and they paid i thought they paid six hours 
It worked out to be about they right. we were uh, we figured we were still making money out because what it, we, well you got good at them well I was yeah. good at it and yeah. what you were paying me right. if I could do it in one day right yeah and they, we got five hundred dollars right. I mean that oh was it still, was, yeah it worked out but I believe Miss Emma was saying that on those Honda CBR three hundreds that all had all had bad cranks I think she said she was getting it down to some crazy. Like she was knocking them out. It's all about getting the motor out and right. you know what I mean, yeah. dealing with the exhaust and and then like you know by the last one I had all kinds of little like I didn't pull the crank all the right. way out or anything yeah. like I took this I said get the top end off I yeah. get sitting there on the bench none of the right hand right. side of the motor came apart at all yeah. this side came off because that's what I need to get this you out only need to take all the shafts stayed in there I pulled one you know I pulled yeah. the shafts out that I needed I slid those up put those on put them back in put it all back together you know yeah. like. There's something to be said for doing a dozen of something. You know, there's something to be said. After for, five, you're yeah. getting pretty good. You're getting pretty good at it. <laughs> that's exactly right. After five, they're sounding pretty easy. But that's, <laughs> I mean, that really. I just can't believe that they're all still running. I know. Right? <laughs> I'm like, there has I'm like, thank God, knock on wood. None yeah. of them. I didn't miss. No, it. none of them came back. Not a single one of them ever came back. I think one came back because I didn't get enough RTV on a little starter cover. And I oh, had, really? I had to redo, weeping? It had a little weep. I had to redo that. Yeah. I, it is, you know, we keep in mind, our shop's been open for 21 years. And so for 21 years, we've seen a lot of shit. And, like, I've seen bikes come back through here that I was like, oh, man, I really prayed I would never see that bike ever again. I really thought that, you know, that that bike was going to get raptured up and I was never going to have to see that motherfucker <laughs> ever again. And then that thing gets trotted in on its 19th owner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, what the oh. fuck? I thought that thing was taped together. I thought that thing was going to explode when it got to the end of the driveway. The interesting thing about doing those is they had the hydraulic lifters yes. in them. Yeah. So the first time you rotated it over, I was like rotating it over. Yep. I'm like. The valve. There's no, no nothing's moving. Nothing's moving. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And like, oh, after a while, then right. they would move because right. you pump some oil through yeah. the lifters. You had to yeah. get oil. In but the, the first time you'd rotate it, you'd be like, oh shit, I didn't hook something up because the <laughs> valves weren't moving. What the fuck is going right. on here? Yeah. Oh, it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking weird. So, so this deep in the podcast, yeah. I think I can share some news. Yeah, because nobody that I know is going to listen this long. No, they, they bailed out a long time ago. Yeah. So I accepted a new job, which is nice. But more importantly, I'm going to be five minutes from these two idiots wow. out in Orland. Holy shit! So now, so there's there's, there's there goes the neighborhood. Yep, again. Oh, well, shit. there's J Town and there's Sville, but I'm thinking if I need to, you know, during weather and stuff, there might have to be like Steveville or Steve oh. something over in the other corner. <laughs> nice. But so I'm thinking like you know lunchtime dirt bike rallies. Oh wow, he'll be uh, after down work in J Town. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, shit runs downhill. Does <laughs> run downhill. <laughs> But we should put you right over by the where the plant where the shit comes into the root. Yeah, yeah. Be a little tent there for you. I'll be in the slums. It's fine. Uh, actually, the water going out of the plant is cleaner than the stream it's going in. That's right true. On. It probably doesn't have all the rags that you were talking no, about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all that's been sifted out. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, man. So, but we're gonna have fun. I think this that is gonna be yeah, fucking cool, gonna be man. Good. Like I appreciate, I I respect the shit out of that. That's I'm so happy that you're going to be in a job that's going to treat you a little bit better, but more importantly, you're going to be close to and no golf the camp unless that's I'm a, playing it, which means that we're uh, just going to get drunk and hit things. So you have what about a 50 minute drive now? Yeah, 50 minute drive. It'll be fine. That'll be good. Well, maybe eventually you guys. 
We'll migrate. Do you think you'll ever sell your house over there or no? Well, <laughs> if the market if the market continues, you know what? I'll have to live on Steve's compound for <laughs> a while. On that, work, work on that four day work week. Yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. that nailed. Do you think you can fit yeah. your whole life into a forty foot shipping container? <laughs> yes, I can. Not a problem. <laughs> well, I need another one Perfect. for my motorcycles, but besides that, yeah, nope, I can one, live there. One, one is one. all you get. All right, that's fine. See, I thought of a great idea for my compound. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the compound's going to be four shipping containers. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put one more on the side, cut the top off, and make it my pool. Oh! <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I've seen them. I mean, they, people have done that. Making a and shipping then in the winter, we can skate on genius. it. Oh, yeah. it's not even. It's not even hard. <laughs> right. That's it's, clever. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I like the idea I'm surprised you haven't got an animal trough hot tub yet, though. That seems like something right up your alley where it can be like so king. The only thing I like about swimming is the deep end the deep end yeah right you don't no, like, seriously, that. You like, don't the like touch, being able to touch just, no i like swimming down to the bottom just right. sitting there yeah but john, i don't know why that's what i like to do but johnny's been saying that he wants you to get a hot tub so you can see you without your shirt on that was his whole thing for the longest time been <laughs> 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 wild the uh, <laughs> again manscape 4.0 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the weed whacker, yeah, for those pesky, pesky, <laughs> stubborn nasal uh, appendages. Yeah, so, if you sneeze and it looks like a party favor, you need the weed whacker. So I walk in today. I got here a little early because yeah. I had some title work to do with uh, your your friendly neighborhood title people That's here right. at uh, Cleveland yep, Moto. Absolutely. And you and Renee looked like uh, a bus had run you guys over, dragged you behind them. We've had a tough month. Yeah. Yeah, we've had it. I don't say anything to Renee, but I was like, "You look like you had a long day." Well, so what's going on? I kind of did, but in defense, she spent the past hour and a half in the gym lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people forget that we have a a weightlifting gym in the building here. But but seriously, like you guys, it looks like like you guys have been running hard, never put it away. Started running hard again. Like what's going on in the motorcycle industry right now in in June in in Ohio? I get into the shop at about 9 o'clock, and I leave at about nine o'clock every single goddamn day. Mm-hmm. And you make hay while the sun shines. You know that's that's what it is. But I was I was looking around and like you have a million bikes in here, yeah, but every yeah. single one says they're all sold. sold. Yeah, they're all yeah. sold. And it's funny because like we're at one point three weeks ago we were forty three bikes in the weeds, so we had sold forty three bikes that weren't here, mm-hmm. right? And that was our worst. That was our high water mark of like the worst inequity between you know bikes that we sold versus bikes that we had. It was right. fucked up, and it was fucked up, and people were getting crabby. They didn't want to wait. And uh, yeah, and for the record, if you're waiting six or seven weeks, that's that's shitty. I feel bad for you. That's awful. But it's that's not terrible. your fault at this point. But right? at this point, trust me, if there was anything I could do about it, because I've already rat fucked my rep and anybody else who's in their chain of command, because we ordered bikes and paid for bikes in some cases in January and February. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have my bikes now for bikes that I ordered in January and February, I'm not the asshole. You know, no, no I, I paid my bills and I always pay my bills and you never have to chase me down for money, but you promised me a program with a certain number of bikes. And if you can't deliver on that, isn't it awesome to be able to come back? Normally they're trying to cram them down your they throat. They still are, John. John, okay, okay. John, we owe you 20 bikes that we can't deliver on, Yeah, but you have to take these four bikes you don't want because we can't get rid of them. <laughs> Shit. That's fucked up, isn't it? Oh, that is fucked up. So you want to own a motorcycle shop, yeah, yeah. do you? I'm, here, I'm going <laughs> to give you a great experience. This is a cool experience. Is it making a noise? What's that? The camera? I don't know. No, <laughs> I hope not. For some reason. I, I hear like a bloop, bloop. 
Yeah, that's coming through the mics or the mic stands or something. Okay, yeah, okay. little tip tip. So here's the weird thing. Imagine if you would that you ordered six pizzas from Domino's. Six pizzas. You're having a party, mm. and the guy shows up about fourteen days late, and he doesn't bring you your six pizzas. He brings you two pizzas, but then he brings you fourteen orders of wings that you didn't order, <laughs> and then tells you, by the way, we've already charged your card for it. Here it is. That's exactly what I'm dealing with in my shop right now. So if you want to know, except for the fact that those pizzas are $7,000 each. And I'm on the tune of like, and customers occasionally will say, fuck you, I don't want the bike anymore and walk away from the deal. Well, that means I just lost $8,000. So every time somebody says they're unhappy because they didn't get the thing that they thought they should have got in June they must that think, they ordered in February. They must think you're like a Jedi. You can just be like, this is the bike you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do a good amount of that. Yeah, sure <laughs> I, do you good, do. I do a real good amount of, I know you said you really, really needed blue, but blue's <laughs> going to be four more weeks. Black's here today. How about black? <laughs> we don't ride the bike we want. We right. ride the bike we have. We have. That's exactly <laughs> right. And you know, it is funny. That, I mean, I do get that. People want the color they want, and that's all cool, and I have no problem with that. But it is like, we do. We have had a certain number of people like, but God damn it, I really, you told me that bike was going to be eight weeks or four weeks or whatever. I was like, I told you that I don't know because you'll find that it's very hard to catch me in a lie that I don't make. Right. Look at me. Right. I am yeah. a dealership. Right. Why would I want, want to get you that bike? Exactly. Get you the fuck, I get well, it sold and get it gone do you guys as quickly re- as possible. Remember, if you're podcast listeners, you remember when we talked about that clearinghouse thing for truckers and CDL licenses? That is such a fucking problem that we have not a little bit of freight. We have half a million dollars worth of freight that's sitting at a dock that we can't get because there aren't enough truckers to bring it. Because what nine truckers are left in the entire system who didn't lose their jobs because they had some strange thing on their report card that their their owners just found out about or their employers just found out about. And getting that thing off their report card is going to cost them $30,000 of retraining or what have you. Our economy is so fucked up. We are saying that the solution for this is to make 18-year-olds be able to get a CDL. Hmm. Makes sense. Do you know how many years of driving experience 18-year-olds have? Two at best. Less than two. Yeah, two at best. And now you're going to put that person behind the wheel of a 90,000-pound rig? Hmm. Not in my fucking town. But Phil, they have video game reflexes. They do have video game reflexes. <laughs> but they have and, the attention span of a squirrel. Right. And they do not understand consequences. No. Right? Ugh. There used to be eight there used to be trucks when I was a kid like Where's red, the reset button on this fucking Mac yeah, truck? I right. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to look at like Red So Vine and like all these fucking truck driving music and shit. And it's like bear. Yeah, one life to save forty, you know, right, like yeah. that kind of thing. Like the truck driver that threw himself over the you know, drove his rig over the edge of the fucking guardrail to save a mom and her kids in the mini van thing and people are crying in the fucking radio and shit country music used to be good yeah but anyway i now lost you're my give it- daddy no back in the thing and all i wanted was to take a ride in the big rig <laughs> well i'm coming to your 10 20 there little teddy bear and before you know it there was a line of trucks a mile long eight days on the road and i'm gonna make it home tonight like those songs were magical but i digress <laughs> An 18-year-old... Phantom 409. Yes. The 18-year-old does not understand how to not kill people with a truck. It was a night just like tonight. (laughs) There is... 
Look, if we're going to bust out the C.W. McCall, if we're going to bust out the literally rubber duck, that horrible crap. We got a great. Oh, let me get my guitar uh, out. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we can do that. I think think me and you at Bruce's had a couple of melodies. Oh, my God. Metally. What is that word? Harmonies? No. No, medleys. 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 That was good. Well, you know, I think, you know, and you're talking about self-driving vehicles. So yeah. where's the biggest push going to be in self-driving vehicles? Trucks. Probably trucks. Yep. Is, is this what they're trying to do? Are they trying to push these well, guys out of a job? Well, they, I mean, if you're, a tr- if you're UPS, wouldn't you, like, guaranteed freight... You know, the truck leaves here. We know exactly where it's at. Well, and they we can know change. It doesn't stop. It can change. I was going to say, they don't, they don't have to have eight-hour shifts anymore. You no. don't have to sleep after it's gonna eight It's going to be hours. nonstop. Yeah, right. It, well, it's going to have to stop to charge its batteries. That's well, it. The problem was they fired all the truck drivers before they had the self-driving trucks. You're supposed to do it the other way. Right, right. You're supposed to have the self-driving trucks and then fire all the truck drivers for things that they did. Dang it. I mean, the idea is you go like, okay, we got all these great new self-driving trucks. Cool. We got too many truck drivers. What are we going to do? You're all fired from some shit you did in the 80s. (laughs) Looks at that. I love it when a plan comes together. But that's what happened. But he was a good guy. But all these guys, <laughs> but all these guys that lost their jobs driving trucks aren't doing so like with everything in the government there's a scam, right? There's a system. Somebody's getting paid. And the idea was that you make the guy who owns the company, Steve's trucking company, he has to pay to get access to the the clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. Costs him a lot of money to find out which truck drivers are hireable and fireable, right? Mm -hmm. But then John, who is a driver, John has to pay to get his records to go to try to get a job at Steve's. Right. So somebody's making money on all this. hold on. Steve Hoffert got released from his job at your place because the government let you know that he had... um, a domestic violence arrest, and he got a felony for a domestic violence arrest. He was arrest touching children. He had seven years ago, right? <laughs> so even though his arrest has nothing to do with driving a truck, it still is enough right, to make right. it. So now he's lost his CDL, but he can get his CDL back if he takes an extremely expensive course. Right, because somebody needs to make money. And that money from his extremely expensive course goes back to the government too. And so then he'll be allowed to rehire and you know to apply for a job again with you. But meanwhile... Right. You don't have any drivers. No. And that's the problem. That's where we are right now. And that's why all your shit is taking so long to get there. And right now, every truck driver that's got a CDL is moving what? Livestock. Right. Well, that's, Because livestock becomes dead stock if you don't move it. Well, that's what I was right. going to say is like shit's going to change. potatoes in, for Pringles. Well, shit's, <laughs> shit's going to change soon because Ikea is backed up and they can't get their shit to people. So every Karen in the suburbs that yeah. ordered their fucking Iclog fucking yeah. you know, thing is not getting it. So they're going to complain enough that everything's changing as yes. soon as that happens. Well, and, and this is in, in our industry. We have a guy calling and I love this dude. He calls me every day. Asking if the turn signals have shown up for his Piaggio MP3. <laughs> no. One, he, he, he has an no. MP3, so sorry. No, they haven't shown up. Yeah. Every day. And every day he gets more angry. And it's been like, he's on like day 48. And so he's on like day 48. And he's like, you have got to be able to tell me where those are. No, actually, I don't. Because I really don't know. Because I know where the U.S logistics hub for them is but i don't know how they're planning on moving them from yeah, there it doesn't send you a tracking number no of course not no 
get that out of your fucking head. First thing first, that never happens. Even on a $9,000 bike, I don't get a tracking number. So the other thing that's crazy, though, you is... You get a call from a trucker saying, I'm going to show up. We get a guy calling... We get dudes here that call here at 5 p.m. asking us if we'll be here so they can unload a truck at 5 p.m. It's, it's hilarious to me, though. Okay, yeah. so you don't get a tracking number right. on a $9,000 bike. Exactly. But you get a tracking number on a 12-cent like pickle eraser. It's fucking hilarious that I can order something on Amazon that costs $1 and have it show up the next day with full 100% culpability, responsibility, and, and, and you know, one-upsmanship from them saying, oh, well, we noticed that your, you know, your $1 item has arrived because it was signed for James and he's listing to the left today. You know, this whole thing. And it's like, it's insane. That exists in the world and that sets the standard. The problem is the $9,000 motorcycle that we're trying to order is legit like, well, is it in America yet? It won't fit into an envelope. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I know that I paid for it. I know that I paid for it. My customer's on the hook for $500, but I paid for the whole goddamn bike. And where is it? I don't know. When am I going to get it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It's coming. It's coming. We think it's coming. And that's hilarious. And then the weird thing is we open, we get an 18 wheeler show up and 12 bikes show up Mm -hmm. and I unload 12 bikes and I take them out of the crates and I'm like, okay, I definitely ordered those nine. Those are nine that I was out that I ordered. Cool. There's two that are just completely missing. And those are the ones, of course, I needed the most. Right. I don't know where those went. Those are just gone. But in the place of those two, there are now three that I wouldn't have never ordered in a million years. But you found out you did. But I found out they're here. Mm-hmm. And so when I call them up and I'm like, before the 18-wheeler guy leaves, I need to know, why did you send me these three mystery bikes that I have no <laughs> idea why you shipped them to me? Well, I don't know either. It's a mystery. But you better take them because there's shortages all across America and nobody's getting shit. So it's better to have three of the things you don't want (laughs) than none of anything. Wow. And if you return those three, we're going to count them against your wholesale order and you're going to have to order three more by the end of the month. And by the end of the month, there might really be some dog shit left over. So you better take these three that are slightly less dog shit than getting the three remnants at the end of the month. Because if you don't take the number that you said you were going to take every month, even though we can't give you any of the bikes you want. Yeah, that's what we're up against as dealers. So Sorry, your filet did not come out. Yes, right. exactly. We're giving you chlamydia yeah, and exactly. syphilis. <laughs> so... <coughs> We had some questions. I'm dying. Yeah, we, had yeah. some, we had a couple questions come in. Yeah. And I had a couple uh, PMs and stuff about this. And it was about Mid-Ohio. Yep, 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 yep. And because uh, it's coming up. And, you know, we're all excited and we're doing our things and we're all getting our camping spots and everything. Yep. And so I had one guy ask, hey, should I ride my KLR? Right. Or should I bring my truck mm. down? And I said, well, put your KLR in the back of the truck. Smart move. And come down because yep. you're going to putt around. But yep. So the people that are out there wondering, should they drive their motorcycle to mid-Ohio? Only if you have no cash money. You're not wanting to buy anything. And you have got resolve. I mean, fucking resolve. Well, like I said, I I told this guy, I'm like, you know, if you are fully prepared for four different kinds of weather. Right. um, On your motorcycle. Yeah. Then, and you don't want to buy anything. And, and, you know, your motorcycle is capable of putting around. Right. 
because you can't just park it and walk because you'll miss everything. That's right. So if, yeah. if your motorcycle fits into all those categories. Right. I totally then, agree. Then ride. But if not, drag yeah. it along and then ride it around when you get there. That's right. But, that I mean, is there sense. any other... Because um, I mean the KLR is just right, except I don't think you could bring home another bike on the back of a KLR. Well, he said right. that that's not an option. Yeah. So I said at okay, that point, so, then yeah. drag it with you and ride it around. Yeah, I mean if you came on the KLR when you got there, you unloaded it down to nothing, right? And you had a tent, you had sleeping and everything like. But you'd that. want to, but also you need rain boots. You need, I mean, like you need gear, like if you want to be have a fun time. Have you seen? What these ADV riders yeah. have on their bikes. And right. if your KLR has panniers and a top box, right. and you want to load that full of all kinds of shit that you need. You fucking bring one pair of mud For three boots. days in the bush. Yeah. And then when you get there, unbolt everything, right. and then just ride it around as a KLR, you probably could do that. You could, but if you wanted to have what enough. What I would do if you wanted <laughs> to have take a pickup it, truck right. with my KLR in the back. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you want to have food supplies and beer supplies and ice supplies. The only supplies reason in his situation I would say not to bring the pickup truck is if he didn't have the pickup truck. Right. Right. But in the case, he's already revealed to us that he has a pickup truck. Right. So obviously the smart thing to do would be bring the KLR in the back of the pickup truck because then worst case scenario, also, the KLR breaks and he can take the KLR home in the pickup truck. Right? I don't like sleeping right. in a tent down there. Yeah. And the main reason is people do get drunk and yeah. people taking rides on bikes. And you just, unless you set your setup, I mean, if you get your tent hidden in a compound nice, or something, yeah. But I mean, there's nothing that says somebody yeah. couldn't accidentally back over you yeah. while you're sleeping or sure. run into you, run you over or yeah. just back a trailer stuff. over your head. Dude, I'd rather be dude backed a trailer over me. So I was on a CB750, or I was on, I was on, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter, but I was on a Yamaha XS650 at the time. And it's at the end of the thing, it's Sunday. And I'm just kind of riding along super slow looking for shit to buy. Last minute, right? I'm buying some shit. I'm buying some shit. And this dude backs up a 40-foot trailer, you know, without looking and without a ground guide. Just figuring he's going to back it up by ear. And he backs literally over me and the bike. <laughs> so, like, my leg and everything. And my leg hurt for a minute. I'm sure. Like, he backed over me. And people are around are yelling, yeah. oh, dude, dude, motherfucker. And they stopped. And I couldn't get out from under the fucking trailer. But they the had to pull the trailer part, for it. How was the bike? I, so I, at that moment, decided that two things were going to happen. One, I was going to exchange insurance information with him, which means I was getting his insurance information because right, right. he backed over me. Right. And it hurt. Two, I was also going to extract $500 from him. Yeah, you probably have unitanium somewhere on that bike that's it doesn't now matter. broken. So my deal was instantaneous retribution. <clears throat> You're going to give me your insurance information in case this goes over 500 bucks, but you're going to give me 500 bucks right now because that's the oops, I fucked up price. And you know he has it because he has a 40 fucking foot trailer. Exactly. Right. right. The point being, I wasn't going to let him go until he gave me 500 bucks because then at least worst case scenario, I know I got 500 bucks because I've been hit skipped by people who have nothing and I've been hit legit insurance involved by people who have nothing where the insurance company says the vehicle they wrecked killing you was the most valuable thing in their world. Right. right? No, that's true. And that's gone now. So if you can get 500 bucks up front when you get hit, that's always good. I'd idea. rather sleep in the back of an open pickup truck <laughs> yeah. with a sleeping yeah. bag right on. than a tent on the ground. I mean, yeah. at least oh, you're up off the ground. Totally. Even if it rains, throw a fucking PVC tarp over, tarp over you. You're better off. I, I friended a few people on Facebook because they opened with uh, vintage days. Right. right? Yeah. So, And then the next question is, <clears throat> what is the minimal shit you need to bring to mid-Ohio? Cash. Sunscreen, cash. <laughs> anything else can be had, and anything else can be washed off. So, um, if in case you're wondering, here's my tip. This is a pro fucking gamer tip for Mid Ohio. Don't try to stay 
pretty if it means not having fun. Right. Well, no. You can get fucked up. Get yourself good and fucking muddy. If you want to slide on your belly down a fucking slip and slide and eat shit, grass and everything else. So what nobody knows is by the good bathrooms, there's a garage behind them. Oh, and the garage oh. takes care of like a whole fleet of race cars. <laughs> like they have a whole fleet of Honda race cars there because they do driver's training. There. Right. And they've got no less than six water hoses back there mm-hmm. that have enough pressure to wash shit off a shit buggy. And occasionally there's girls in bikinis holding the hoses yep. that will hose your shit down yep. when you go by. Yep. And we, it just happens. And I happens. can tell you, I can absolutely tell you that that knowing where those garden hoses are with all that pressure has been a godsend for us because we don't have to take bikes home filthy. Nope. And we've done it for the year that we did the zero um, test rides. We had those like a dozen or 16 zero bikes out there. And yeah, the, the first couple of days it rained like sideways. Mm. The bikes got shit covered with mud. And then we went out and had fun with them and they got covered with more mud somehow. I don't know how that happened. That's crazy. But then we went and we found that fucking uh, water faucets. And mm-hmm. man, it was great because those water faucets, those water faucets cleaned all those bikes off. So that was cool. So you can get cleaned up in mid-Ohio. You don't need to go in a shower or something else. Garden hose, you know, first day of county. But the showers are free too. I mean, yeah. if you want to wait in line, they're oh, yeah, there yeah. for you. Yeah. But the, like the idea is there is stuff there. You don't have to fucking die. You don't have to go home a mud person. Nope. You can you can get washed off. And Plenty if, you, if you're a person, there's a creek. There's there is a, a creek. Yeah, there there is. Is. You can you always go down the creek. And that's what's funny too is people don't know about that creek. Yeah. And that's a pretty legit creek. Yeah. Even in July, like when the water's low, yeah. that so I damn near lost a motorcycle going across that creek. <laughs> No, it's not like people are like, oh, it's a creek. It's like a trickle of water. No, 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 no. It's three feet. Yeah. Like, like the like the legit middle of that creek is three or four feet. Get yeah, a little people, bucket, go down there, yep. splash your bike off, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, what people don't realize is that like what back. you see yeah. of Mid-Ohio is there, right. but in the woods, there's yeah. a whole lot more Mid-Ohio, oh, there's too. there's ticks oh. and horse flies and all kinds of good well, yeah. shit. <laughs> but also, at the and back. miles of trails. And yeah, stuff. and, and, and yeah, if you exactly. go way to the yeah. back, so at the very back of the track, yeah. way away from all the stuff, right. there's a giant hill you can go oh, down. Yeah. There's yeah. all kinds of shit back there. I took that one year. I took you guys for a little. Yeah, yeah. You introduced me to that whole area, man, yeah. There's places all over. There's nothing better. I like. There's there's places where if you don't have knobby tires, you might not come back out of it. (laughs) No, but there's also places where I've gone on a Honda Dream (laughs) on street tires from the 60s and just been like, (laughs) well, I might be able to make it up there. And it turns out at Mid Ohio anything's possible. Yeah, right. Because you have if enough you dream liquor. It. You, yeah, you have enough liquor in you. You got a bike you bought an hour and a half ago, and you're like, I can do it. And then you find out how amazing old motorcycles are. Yeah. It really is true. My brother Mark and I used to play a fun game: just ride the fence line around yes, the track the whole way. So you just start yep. riding around. You know yep. what I mean? Just there's some places we got yelled at and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, eh, you know whatever. But it is we had the the, the one year. Me, you, and I think a few other people, we rode the fence line and we got to see the, like, it was like a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. race with yeah. the oh, vintage yeah. guys. Remember, we yeah. stopped yeah. and all those guys were going, it was really nice. Man. It's fucking great. Take and the time to watch the races. That's yeah. a, I, yeah. I never have enough time. I'm always right. sitting there, I always start partying. I never, then I start getting like, uh, yeah. but I don't, I need, there's always, every year I'm like, oh, I should have went and watched more. Races. And maybe that yeah. would be something we should do this year because this year. I really have to wonder where we're going to end up camping this year. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Because uh, the boys from Sydney, Yep, have tried to take up that whole thing. The corner. Uh, Bruce has been working with them a little bit. Yeah, he's infiltrated. Yeah, so he's got a word. He's got a name drop that if somebody tells him he can't park there. So oh, 
But then Dan's well, bringing the thing, so now we got three. We're trying to get three and spaces. And I'm bringing a camera. We should. I want to get us talking about all the different areas of Ohio. Yeah, so like that will that will not only will that be good for what we're doing with the channel, right? But it'll make it'll, us actually goad all the different. I shit. honestly look. I think that there's nothing better that we can do is to hijack his high ace. Oh yeah, you know, hijack his high ace and set the camera up and make cocktails. Oh, and legit. Walk, I'm falling asleep. He's falling asleep in his chair. The uh, I think that the idea of making cocktails and doing what we did last year, which oh, is yeah. take the take the take the run. Yeah. Because look, if Mid Ohio does what Mid Ohio is going to do, at some point it's going to rain. I'm thinking maybe take that high ground. Yep. Remember the year we stayed. With, yeah. You had the bus and yep. we stayed all we stayed the way all up. All that way was top awesome. Top. I think that was great because it, it gives us the opportunity to go and do what we want to yeah. do. But then had come back from it, and then yeah. they, especially if you want to record anything, because well, we could, there's yeah. no way we're recording down in in the thing, in the campsite. Yeah, that's yeah. not it's not happening yeah. by Luvin Moto. No, yeah. Well, so we'll see what happens. Honestly, there's I, uh, there's pluses Bruce and minuses will probably be for all like a ticket. Yeah. I don't think a, unless he gets down there and it's you know. But right. I don't want to like <laughs> the last year we went, we got pushed down this way too right. far. And we were in too low. Yeah. There, we too always low. got our, we, yep. we camped there yep. because we would grab the high side. Yep, exactly. The high spots are nine ninety nine. Yep, that's right. But then the Louva, those guys, yep. they pushed us down too far. And right. I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Right. Yeah. There was yeah. literally a frog living in. in yeah. <laughs> no, I get it, dude. Yeah, I get it. There's a high spot along that back fence. Yeah. And you got to get the high spot. If you don't get the high spot along the fence, you're fucked. Yeah, fuck out of I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially if there's any hint of rain in the weather forecast whatsoever. Well, there's going yeah. to be. It's so that's kind of the way it goes. So Dan, did Dan mention to you guys that he's got a thing going with a trailer and everything with his buddy? Yeah, my buddy's bringing his 22-foot uh, travel trailer. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got a line up. i got to go pick it up yet, that, uh, that generator. Sure. It'll run two campers easy, mm-hmm. but I have to fix the exhaust. Oh, we can well, do exhaust go. Okay. Well, sir, fair enough. You know, we'll see how, it depends on what the weather is. If it's fucking hotter than balls, we'll fire it up and yeah. it'll at least give a place to cool so, off here and there. Now, our friends from uh, the West Coast, yes, the they're Misfits coming down strong. Coming. They're coming. So we yeah. have to accommodate for all of them, Yeah, the too. good news is I've got uh, I got actual tents. Like, I have legit, like, tents. That see, that's another good people. reason just to go up on top of that hill. Yep, yep. Well, and you Form know. a ring. Right. Or something. Yeah, it's all about mobility. So the the game is... For us, the game is getting there early. Mm-hmm. The game is locking a spot in. Yep. Right. Locking a spot in. And if you can lock a spot in, you where you circle the wagons. If you can lock a spot in where you want to lock the spot in, mm-hmm. more power to you. Yep. You've just won. Yep. That's the way to do it. And I have kind of thought about that a little bit. And so I think we have. We're looking at noon on Thursday. Bruce mm-hmm. is going to be there. Noon. Shoot, noon I'm going to be there Thursday. fucking Wednesday night at 5 a.m. Fucking whatever, ready you. to go. Yeah. No, no I'm going to be at the gate. I'm oh, fucking, yeah, yeah, I'm right, at the gate. Right. Yeah. And that's 6 a.m. Right. I'm fucking getting in that bitch on Thursday. You can Thursday, try to dude. get in the campground at noon. Right. Yeah. If you're going to stay in the campground. Right. Exactly. Yep. Dude, up, up. I'm telling Convinced. you, you get yeah. there at 6 a.m. and you yeah. you grease the right palm and you're getting fucking somewhere. All, All right. right. Cincinnati guys getting in before that. This is the thing. This They're is not. The th- it's just, it's just, you get a lot of people lined up at the 12 o'clock start when they blow the whistle and say the gate's open for the campsite. And this happens every year. So every year they usually. What they usually do is they usually say they're going to open that at around noon. And so they open that at around noon, and then there's already a fucking line. So people start getting their admission and getting their tickets checked and shit like that at the main entrance to the camp, to the, to the mid-Ohio. So, or to, to 
mid Ohio sports car course. So when they do that, then they filter through that gate and the only place they can go. And it's pretty obvious because everybody there's got a fucking camper behind their car. Now they're in another line, and basically this turns into Burning Man. Okay, this, no, this is they. You remember, yeah. you remember how Liza got oh, a few yeah. spaces? Yep, and, and they taped it off. Yep, they've been somehow yeah. went through that route. Oh yeah, we did it Wednesday able night. To get the whole fucking thing taped yeah. off. And yeah, like, we did it Wednesday night, and we got in there Wednesday at four p.m. or five p.m. That's what I'm talking. Two about. years ago, yeah, because we had staff from American Motorcycle Association helping us bird dog where we we're going to put that giant camper. Let's talk about uh, making something up to do that. Well, again, there's things, right? And so the real thing is... They owe us from talking about this shit for fucking... I mean, Jesus Three Christ. years, every fucking... For God's sakes. Yeah. For God's sakes. Come sakes. on. Well, uh, the point being that if we can do that and we uh, can get anybody to help us out and give us a little bit yeah. of access so we can go in there and say, okay, well, this is where Louvin Motor Corner ends. Yeah. And this might be where Cleveland Motor Corner It's not Louvin. It's the Cincy guys also yeah. got it. Like, they got they, get, they take the corner. Yep. But yep. then the Cincy guys... They take taken, left of the corner. They yeah. took our spot. I know. Uh, no. I know. See? See? Yeah. I know. See? I wouldn't even mind controlling, like, either side of the road. Right. One or two spots here. See, one or two spots on the other side. We could throw things at each other. We could this is my opportunity to introduce cuts to this whole situation. Ah, we all need cuts. No, so I disagree. No. I, I totally... And I own one, and I still disagree. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As, as a person who owns not one, but two cuts... <laughs> I think that shit is gayer than Elton John's tennis helmet. It is, but I mean that's. I've the, watched too many motorcycle you've shows. Watched and way I don't too want many. A fucking cut, man. No, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Every year at Mid Ohio, there's always like the there's like a bunch of like fifteen to nineteen year old emaciated kids wearing their you know cut denim jackets oh, with yeah. a couple of patches here and there, and you're like, oh, that's adorable. I wish I had that body. And then there's always the other guy who's like sixty two years old, original French fried biker. Yeah. Who's just like, and it's also just his that he had when he was 16 years old yeah. as well. It doesn't a, close anymore. Oh, it's a fucking mess. He's got all the gap chains, yeah. like the chains to yeah. help close the gap. That's <laughs> nah, not cool, man. It's not a good look on anybody. And you know what? That shit might play at mid-Ohio, but sooner or later you have to leave the island. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. So don't sweat it. How many hours are we now? Uh, two hours and three minutes. I think we should shut this motherfucker down. Anybody uh, got anything else? No. Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. Well, All right. This was the first one without Nick yeah. for a long time. So, yeah. Nick, here's to Happy here's travels to Nick, to Nick man. Yep. Yay. I'll miss Yay you, Nick. Nick. Yeah, yep. we'll miss you. But you know what? The good news is there's always more events. That's yep. it. Yep. And he's not, he's not afraid to fly or drive. Nope. So, yay. Uh, with that, fucking ride fast and take chances, people. Bum 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 b